<laughs> Just turn it a little bit. Turn it a little bit. <coughs> Hold on. I'll tell you when. More? 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 No, no, just keep going. A little more? All right, we're good. All we're right, good. see more. All right, we're good. <laughs> All right, that, that ends the show, guys. Thanks for tuning in episode 200. Just wanted to adjust the camera and then call the night. Oh, jeez. So I'll see you guys all next Tuesday? Monday. All day today, I thought it was Tuesday. Yeah, because of yesterday. Yeah. So my whole biological clock is fucked up now. <laughs> biological <laughs> clock? <laughs> when are you going to identify as something else tomorrow? That trip <laughs> sure did cost you some time, huh? <laughs> it did. Did you change anything physically, mentally in you or what? Well, we'll get to it. Uh, Hold happy, your horses. Happy <laughs> Monday, everybody. TGIM, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Are we drinking tonight? We are oh, drinking yeah, tonight. Drinking. We, we, are. Are, we are drinking tonight. Is we are drinking a Dalmo Alexander. Alexander the Third. Uh, a very special bottle. Very special bottle. Robert Torosian actually brought this for us. Um, I forgot which episode it was. I mean, we've done so many. Well, so we many opened it on a perfect. Uh, episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we o- we opened it up to celebrate our two hundredth episode. I mean, when I was posting the the flyer this morning, I was like, "When did we start this?" And it was on November thirteenth of twenty eighteen where we recorded our first episode, and it was. Armenian weddings or, yeah. or events. Events, yeah. And uh, and then today, I, I mean, it's it's it, it's 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 crazy. I mean, would you guys have ever thought we would get to two hundred? No. Yeah, I or, mean, for me, it wasn't like ten and out. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, you know what? It it, it was kind of like a snowball effect for us because yeah. we we started and it kept going and going and going and going and going, and then all of a sudden, you know, we blink and it was like, holy shit, you know. Uh, we're at episode 100. <laughs> and then, you know, you were getting ready for Armenia and Greece. And we were, like, counting the days. We were like, hey, uh, we're missing a week. We're missing a week, bro. You're in, our, you're, you're in <laughs> Greece what, for, for the episode 200. And, you know, we, went, we, we spoke to each other. We were like, okay, should we do it? Should we not do it? I didn't feel right doing it because it was like, all right, I mean, it's 200. Should we do it without you? And you know, you got lucky. We decided not to. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you guys decided, or geopolitics? 
just want to mess with you on something. Uh, so why, why don't you click on the chat oh, so shit, you can I see who's there? I didn't notice it. So, uh, look who's here. John's here. You made it to 200. John. Yeah. We have a bunch of people. John, what are you drinking today? What's everybody drinking tonight? Yeah, share, share your drinks, please. Seriously. Let us know what you're having. Yeah, everybody, everybody, let us know what you guys are having. Whether it's tea, water, coffee, or the bottle. Harry, I'm not, I'm not in my usual seat because I'm. He's our guest. Technically, today. the guest tonight. That's why. Otherwise, yeah, I, I feel awkward sitting here too. You want to switch? <laughs> <laughs> Midway through the show, <laughs> we'll be back after these messages from the sponsors. We do not. <laughs> Now serving G four seven five. All right, cheers, boys. Cheers, everyone. Happy two hundred. Cheers to Happy another two hundred. Hopefully, uh, four years from now, you guys will stick with us for another two hundred. Seriously, and you know what? Thanks to you guys as well. Yes, uh, our our viewers, our watchers, our listeners, our our friends, our, our family, even uh, them, even our hey, our uh, most importantly, our wives. Yes, for, you know. Uh, sticking around with us as well for every single Monday that we're away from them and the family and uh, shooting the shit together. Well, we're not that far away. I mean, they could see us on TV. Yeah. Right? And on their phones. And on their phones. But we've we've come a long way. So cheers, boys. Take care, guys. I'm out. (laughs) Take care. Bye. (laughs) I'm done for two hours. (laughs) Ed's going to have one sip and (laughs) shit himself Ah. in yesterday. Uh, well, with all the, with the lava, lava shark. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a good. Oh, this was good. This is really good, bro. This was really good. This is yeah. This, there's a plum flavor in this, so the plum. Yeah, and the, I'm, plum. I'm plumbed out today. I, I'm not a I'm not a Dalmore fan, guys. But you know, since it's a special bottle, that's why we decided to open it. Otherwise, yeah, it was gonna sit on the shelf forever. Yeah, what do you guys think of Levick's comment? He said, "I'm sure the wives are glad you guys leave every Monday night." Well, uh, one of the w- one of these days we're gonna have the wives on the show. Yeah, and you guys will get to ask them if they're glad for us to. And that's gonna happen soon. Yeah, because uh, uh, initially the plan was this: um, if Armand was in town, that is. But we were gonna do episode two hundred. We weren't like as we said, we weren't. We didn't really mention don't, anything. Don't share what we were gonna do. Cause well, we do it again. Cat, don't cat, let it out. Cats out of the bag. Uh, the plan was basically to have the wives sit in so, our so seats. So your hemorrhoid, by the way. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was... <laughs> I can't even, I can't even continue anymore. <laughs> I can't continue anymore. Uh, you say it then. <laughs> what that you? <laughs> what do you want me to say? Did you even hear what I said? You said yeah. You said something. Like, use your thumb. <laughs> you're like. <laughs> you're like cats out of the bag. I'm like yeah. So is your so hemorrhoid? We haven't even drank yet. Yeah, this is oh. seriously. We, this is our first. Right, let me one take this away. From <laughs> <you>. <laughs> but yeah, we, we were originally gonna have the wives sit in our seats, and the show was gonna boom, open up, and they were gonna be sitting there, and that's how the show was gonna start. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they'd probably last about maybe what ten minutes. You think so? Maybe a little longer. 
Better at now. least half hour. Yeah. No, no. Oh, just without us showing up? Yeah. 30, 30 minutes. Max. 30 tops, minutes? Tops. Think so, yeah. so. You think they could manage that? Women could talk, man. They can talk over the phone, but it's different in front of camera. Oh, that that's that's exactly what we we were driving in Greece. It was me and my friend Telma. We're sitting in the front seat. I'm driving, and the you know the wives, kids, everybody. My mom's in the back seat. It's like a half hour do- drive. They're talking the whole time. Him and I, not a word. Three words, <laughs> and then they, I'm like, they could just talk, talk for talk. hours. And I'm like, we could just sit here for twenty hours. <laughs> Without a peep in. <laughs> so you know what's funny? When we're so different, man. Like when my when my brother in law comes over and we're sitting in the backyard, like I'll pack a hookah and like we'll sit down. And if, if we're not watching like a show or a sporting event or something, you know, we'll we'll sit down, we'll smoke a hookah, we'll be on our phones, and we won't really talk. Like every now and then, like we're like, "Hey, did you see this? Yeah, it was funny." Yeah. And then we'll laugh about it, and then we'll continue on. And then <laughs> my wife. Sometimes she'll come and she'll sit next to us, and then she'll just stare at us and she'll go, "You guys don't talk to each other." We're like we, we do you know, every now and then. Yeah. We'll say something yeah, yeah. Once, once every two yeah. hours. And then, and then she'll go, she'll go, oh "My God, like how do you guys just sit here and not talk to each other?" It's like no, we it's talk. The best. It's just you know we're just enjoying each other's company. That's that's what it is. We're just we're just sitting here. We're we're hanging out. We're smoking a bowl, and you know we're every now and then we'll we'll. Exchange words, but what? I mean, what they were, it's not like it's not like women where they sit there and just talk, 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 talk. It's like a machine gun. Yeah, see, Harry thinks yeah, this they won't stop talking until we come in, but but it, it's a different atmosphere though. They're not used to this. Yeah, being in front of a camera with microphones and headsets. So yeah, know. there's only one say, way to find out. Well, yeah, seriously, there is. There's only one way to find out. But I mean, we got we got a well, bunch. First, of, we gotta ask if they're willing to do so. I think they I said yes. Asked. Didn't didn't they say yes? What did Jess? What did Jess? Well, she's say? here. Let's ask. Is she gonna do it? She said she doesn't even like talking on the phone, right? Yeah, she doesn't really talk on the phone. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a good thing this isn't the phone. She's got a couple friends that if they get on the phone, they can go for a while. But it's mainly from the no, but it's side. but it's. It, but the the conversations that they typically have, it's it's just, you know, it, it's just extensive, no substance, no nothing. It's just. I wouldn't say know. no substance. Now you're going to get taken down. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, man? Now we're going to get, now I'm going to sound like Andrew Tate. I know. <laughs> There's my wife. I talk a lot. Elle could talk. I mean, she'll talk about anything. Politics. Yeah. Yeah. And she's very passionate about certain things. Really? Oh yeah. What talk what talk with, with you or with other women? No, with I mean whoever is you guys opposed ever? opposed with some of her ideas. So what like are let me some put it to you this way. Some you guys cover at home. Oh like with, abortion with, comes up with her with her no with her, like for example, especially her being in the healthcare field, anything that comes up with like vaccines or anything that comes up with um COVID, bro, she gets fired up right away. Like the other day, they were. Did you guys see Fox Eleven? They were saying, "Oh, the the new influenza that's out has similar um, <laughs> similar uh, symptoms as COVID nineteen does." I'm scared. And then she goes, she yells, she goes, "Oh no, come here, come here!" I'm like, I'm thinking like something happened to the baby, or you know, I'm like, what happened? What happened? Watch this. She rewinds it, she plays it, and then it's it, you know, it says the line. She goes, "Son of a bitches!" I'm like, <laughs> "All right, all right, babe, calm down." <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. She goes, this was this was all this was all fixed. This was all fixed. 
And mind you, not a lot of people in the healthcare industry are like that. Besides, I think I think Armand and my wife are the only ones. That are like there, there are some. It's just that um, they're very outnumbered. Let's they, it's not. It's not. It's not so much outnumbered. They're just not. They just don't speak out because they're afraid of their careers. They're afraid of their, losing their job, their uh, livelihood. So, that I mean, I understand to an extent why a lot of people don't speak out. Remember, we had this discussion with Dr. Jack Hockey. Yeah, Hockey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was here, and he said, you'll be surprised how many physicians actually behind closed doors will have discussions disagreeing with the mandates or with the protocols. But like, it's, it's tough to speak out because you could potentially lose your license. And besides losing the license, it's not comfortable being at a workplace where everyone around you knows you're against the bullshit. Did you guys see what Biden, well, not tweeted out, but um, gave a statement to CNN? He said, the endemic is here. Yeah. So basically, it's over. Is that the end of the pandemic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He saved America. He is. He's Captain America. Fucking Captain Captain Hero, man. The best part of it was this. They talked about about the recession with him, and they said, we're at (laughs) 8.3. He goes... Well, you know, we had a very small jump from 8.2 where, where, to where 8. it was. <laughs> it was at 8.2 and it went up to 8.3. It's like, it's like, <laughs> hey, Joe, what about prior to that? We were at 1.9 prior. This guy's going to spill the water again. We were at 1.9 uh, prior to you getting into office. What happened then? That's not a big jump, man. Oh, no, no, no. no not at all. So are we discussing COVID tonight? Or what no, 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 no. We're not discussing COVID. Oh. So we discuss what's, everything. What's, what's this is top, wise. What's the topic tonight? Topic so tonight is Armon's trips. Armenia trips and trips. Or trip. Armenia trip. and, well, there's two trips, two places. It's one trip, two destinations. Two destinations. Fine. Let's go. Well, are we asking we you the questions? With? First one. So we'll, we'll, we'll start with this. We'll start with this. Do I start with a little background of who I am? Where I can <laughs> Please tell us a little bit about well, yourself, well, Armon. Armon, thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday to be with us. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks. Uh, so right, uh, for those of you tuning in for the first time, uh, we are the Wise Nuts. But uh, no, all jokes aside, so you hadn't been to Armenia since 92. August of 92. August of 92. and this exactly was Exactly 30 years since I yeah. went back. Your brother had been back. Your sister had been back. And my wife had been back. And your wife? And Twice. Your wife, there you go. Yeah. So you hadn't. My wife had been there most recently, which was 2014. Okay. Right before we met, she... Uh, she had gone there two or three months before Visit we met. Visit family and friends and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you're at the airport, Zavarnot's airport. You're la- you landed. What what was the first emotion you felt, and was it what you were expecting? The first emotion I felt was to make sure all my family members are present. You know, my oh, wife, my, yeah, my two boys, and my mom was with us. Uh, and I thought ma- you were going to say I was going to look for the rest <laughs> of my <laughs> And to make sure all the 17 luggages were <laughs> all intact. And What kind of luggages did you have? What, what was the brand name? <laughs> they brought their entire house with us. Swanson, Smith, Sim, Simi, Swanee, Sini, Sami. Vazgen was telling us that they were all Louis Vartans. No, no, I'm not a fan of Louis Vartan. <laughs> Just saying. I'm a... Very modest, humble guy. Samsung. No, no. Oh, name. there it is, Samsonite. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, Eto, tell us. You land. Yeah. You know, I, I was I was expecting to to be, you know, kind of emotional and feel some type of what would you call it? Like a uh butterflies? Butterflies or yeah. I, I didn't. It was just like, okay, you know, I gotta gather everything up. Let me make sure we got the transportation in place. Let me make sure you know, luggages are in place. Everything's in place. It felt like you were just on a trip. Again. How did yeah. you keep your yeah. eyes on 17 pieces of luggage? Well, it's... For one, I don't buy black luggages because 90% of the luggages are black. Our, ours are like copper and burgundy or, you know, it's colors that stand you out. You should do what my dad does. <laughs> you know what he did when they were going to Armenia? Army no. He bought the Costco. He had the, he had the Costco uh, luggage pack and then... That my dad being in construction, he got the orange concrete spray. <laughs> sprayed it. <laughs> sprayed it on all of them. And they go, I'm like, Bob, you know, why, Dad, why'd you spray it? Because nobody's going to, no one's going to spray their suitcases like I will. And obviously, it's, right. it's highlighted, bro. You can't, you can't miss it. It's that really rich orange color. Yeah. No, mine is just, one of my luggages was actually kind of like a rich orange color itself. It was the eye catching. No, he yeah. had the thing. I think it was the Lamborghini orange. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, Aventador SVJ orange. You yeah. got yeah. it. You got it. But but no, I didn't have any of those butterflies or anything. Because maybe because my focus was else elsewhere. It wasn't on. Oh, I'm in Armenia. It was more so about okay. I'm at an airport. We need to, you know, step one, step yeah. two, step three. I've got four other yeah. people. I get our asses sure. to the uh, apartment settle down get the kids to sleep and then <clears throat> and that's why first thing i did when we uh remember i texted you guys a picture of the coffee i was having the next yeah, morning the at eight thirty a.m and i was like wow i thought people in armenia don't get out till 11 a.m but there were quite a few people out walking around and so i had my first cup of coffee at eight thirty a.m armenia time coffee <laughs> all by myself all by your lonesome? Everybody was sleeping. I left. I said, let me... Catch some lonely Let me minutes. go, yeah, change some dollars to Daram and have some coffee. Now, before we get into, obviously, the, the rest of the trip, when you landed, uh, well, prior to you landing, there was an explosion in Armenia. Right. Uh, and it was in that shopping area in Yerevan, very close to where Arsenek were. Because Arsenek were already there. Mm -hmm. they, they had already landed... Yeah, they, they could have seen the... Uh, yeah, they saw the smoke, I smoke remember. Smoke and everything, yeah. As far as, okay, you landing there, settling in, be, besides, obviously, I don't know if Arsene told you or not, but uh, any concern, any anything brought not up? Not at all. Zero. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't know much about it until... <clears throat> until, I think you guys texted me. That yeah, we said there was, there was an explosion. explosion. Yeah, and... Some, one of my other friends texted me, too. He's like, man, you went there, and that was a, quite a greeting for you. But no, yes. I, I, I... And even when I asked people, it just seemed like, it was like, okay, it's an explosion. Not a big deal. But the there's a lot behind that explosion. The only thing that they did do was August 17th and 18th, they wouldn't allow any music at any restaurants. The, those two nights... They disallowed any music, any restaurant, anywhere in Armenia. Pretty much. Well, weren't you guys there for Arsene's kid's christening? And his kid's christening was on the 17th. 
So no music? We didn't have music. We barely convinced them to take a small Bluetooth speaker where we just had some background music. <coughs> but but the, the, the even the location was at Zidani, which is this gorgeous outdoor kind of like foresty area. So you don't it, it, it was even nice for there not to be music because these were people we hadn't seen in 30 years. So it was good to kind of sit down and have a conversation rather than just having loud music and trying to speak over the music. Definitely. So it, it kind of, in a sense, the no music worked out for the best. But we did have a wedding on the 19th, which was concerning because 360-person wedding and 19th was the first day they allowed music. Imagine having a 360-guest wedding without music. But That's tough. Luckily... Can't they reschedule stuff? Maybe they could. I mean, Arsene couldn't because he was only there for a limited time. And to try to reschedule the photographer and all that stuff, it was going to be challenging. Yeah, but imagine reception, church, photography, videography, yeah. guests. I mean, I, I kind of feel bad even seeing weddings here with everything that's going on, but at the same time... <laughs> Why do you feel what bad? What do you say? How many people are doing it low-key? A lot of people. What are you supposed to do? No, you, you, you don't. You planned the wedding two years ago, There's a year nothing ago. you can do. You, you can't no, weddings, no, no, wedding a hedge. Wedding, there's no excuse for it. It's a, it's a wedding. You, you've been planning it. It's not something that you pre-planned a month ago. Uh, today's weddings take months, if not years, years to, to plan. But, bro, I know so many people that planned birthday parties and uh, gatherings and stuff where Loki they didn't mention it to anybody and they went and they 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 partied it up nice. Again, all the power to you. I I don't care. But uh, you know, in, in a in a time where there's all this shit going down as far as with Armenia and our boys, it's like you know what? If it's something that can be skipped, just skip it for that one time. Go have dinner somewhere. You don't need to gather and get drunk and have a big party. I don't know. That's my opinion. Yeah, birthdays, adult birthdays and stuff. That's I, I agree. Kids' birthdays, you know, kids. You still got to do kids. No, no, no. That's I'm different. not talking. There's that's, no, certain I'm talking things that yeah, you you can't postpone because you know, kid. What are you gonna? <coughs> that yeah, kid has no fault in it. Four year old kid is gonna ask you, oh, "What do you gotta do for my birthday?" Yeah, we had a uh, little snowball for you today. <laughs> <laughs> Just blow out the damn candles, okay? Yeah, no, for, for kids and stuff, no. But as far as like uh, adult gatherings and stuff, where it's like, you know what? L- let this one just pass. You could pass. But there was people that they, uh, no shit's given. No shit's given. But anyways. Um, See, that's the thing. But even, even if you go to Yerevan right now, you're not going to notice. I mean, your parents were there, yeah, right? Yeah, when they were. On the 13th is My when it happened. No, my parents landed on the twenty second, and then they came back on the. When did the war? Didn't hear the question. Wh- no, 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 no. The war. The the war was on the thirteenth. Well, not war. I guess when did the attacks take the 13th. place? The thirteenth. And the 13th. your parents were there. My parents were there. Did they even hear about no. it? No. Uh, <laughs> did <laughs> I mention it yesterday? Yeah, you told you us. Yesterday. <coughs> did I mention it on the podcast? No. So okay, I didn't mention it yesterday uh, on the podcast, but my parents were in Armenia. The attacks took place. It was uh, the morning of, and I call, I call my dad. He doesn't pick up. I call my mom. She picks up, 
And I go, are you guys okay? She goes, yeah, we're fine. Why? What's wrong? I'm like, well, what do you mean? What's wrong? Are you guys, are you, is everything safe? Are you guys fine? And, you know, like the look on her face was more of like, is, is something wrong there? I was like, no, no. Are you guys okay? Is everything fine with the attacks going on? She goes, what attacks? What are you talking about? And I'm like, mom, there was an attack in Armenia. Goris, Jermuk, those areas were all attacked. And she goes, no one said anything. And, you know, they were they were in the, they were on UC Sign Poets as well, you know, walking and, and sitting at a cafe. And she literally turns the camera around and she goes, look, look, everything's, everything's fine. It was like another day. It was literally another day. Uh, as days went on, you know, two days, three days, uh, I was in communications with them because uh, a couple of days later, they were gonna, supposed to be flying out. I wanted to make sure uh, we didn't have any issues with them flying out. I kept asking her. I said, is everything okay? Is everything fine? She goes, you have no idea. Everything, no one is talking about it. Yerevan seems to be disconnected from everything. Reality? Yeah, everything Armenia. It just seems to be disconnected. I don't know if because there's so many tourists and foreigners uh, during peak season which is now but it just i mean it's it is packed especially after 7 8 p.m when after sunset when it cools down everyone's outside it is packed yeah. opera Hraparag, uc sign you know all those streets pushkin arami prospect you name it it's it's packed every restaurant every coffee shop every Hookah lounges just packed. Yeah. I, they were there for this. Uh, my parents, when they were there, there was a festival going on. I think it was like Yerevan Nights or Music Festival, something like that. And when I FaceTime with them while they were there, you know, she, my mom was showing me the people, bro, thousands of them. And she was like, oh, they're playing music here, different music here. There's food, there's wine, there's this, there's that. I was just like, wow, you know, another, another day in Yerevan. It's crazy. I think if you want to see Armenia, you have to leave Yerevan. Yeah, Yerevan after a week becomes very redundant. Maybe even a, three days is enough. There's only so much. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the parks are beautiful. Every few blocks, there's a beautiful park. Some with fountains, some with carousels, and all that. You know, and different rides and stuff. It's beautiful. You your kids could be at the park playing till midnight. Uh, some places even past midnight. Much safer, I would say. Yeah, yeah, and. Well, safer to an extent. You want to be careful on the streets as far as the drivers go. The drivers are freaking maniacs. I mean, and that's the one thing. It's it's four lanes, but they treat them as six. No, even a even a you know two lane, one each way. And there's twenty thousand people that are just walking by that street, right? And you'll just hear a G wagon. <laughs> Every minute or so, like, where the fuck are you going at at that speed? <laughs> There's nowhere to go. What are they doing? Where are you going? Like, where exactly are you going? Did you drive in Armenia? No, I didn't. I didn't rent you, the car. Did you? Because th- I was I was right at UC sign. Okay. My apartment did you, was right Did you there. feel like you could have driven? Yeah, it's it was it's you more. Just tra- drive like that. It's probably more difficult to drive in Greece than it is in Armenia. Really? Yeah. So, and I drove in Greece. But well, I haven't been to Greece. I haven't. I, I have never uh, been. Yeah, to Greece. I don't know how it is yeah. in Greece, but I mean, I've been to Armenia. I've seen the driving in Armenia. It's it's insane. Maybe like, episode four hundred will be live from yeah, Greece. Live from live Santorini. from Santorini. Mykonos. No, and and this is this is especially there was this one uh, tea place called Chaykhane. 
which is it had Çayxane. this yeah it had they had this very interesting tea sounds turkish that five different types of teas where they put all these you know flowers and whatever flavors infuse on top, top yeah. infuse it and then it heats up and then it flips over and kind of um, the water That's goes a up somersault. yeah <laughs> the water goes up and the tea comes down and all that and then you drink it very flavorful very interesting tea brewed differently basically but it's an experience but, you know you're you're sitting there having trying to enjoy tea i swear without exaggeration every 20 seconds especially beep, beep. the bmw drivers no just every every 30 seconds beep, 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 it's beep. like everybody comes just to make that make, make that, that sound there and go and you're sitting in the wrong intersection i think it's Bro, it's, it's it sounds like your typical uh van nice no van nice no ho maybe something maybe uh, where's an outdoor oh maybe you're at phoenicia you're sitting down at phoenicia hey, do you remember you me you arno and i went to phoenicia for lunch yeah how many how many people did we see just bolt and, on the and street? this is what i want to know uh, i'm going to ask this question to the guys and the girls guys have you ever done that on glen oaks or central or brand where a girl sees that in Runs she over to you and car. says, "Man, I, I gotta be with you tonight." <laughs> the way you just went zero to sixty, can't wait to pull my panties down. Or that easy, Armand? Huh? You're that easy? <laughs> uh, or girls, have you guys ever seen a guy do that where it turns you on? You're like, "Man, oh, I wish I could be with that guy that uh, just went <laughs> right turns, over there." Turns to her husband or boyfriend. Why can't you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you can't skit like that. Oh, man. Like, yeah, honey, uh, I drive it's, a It's Prius. a serious question because, you see, but it was pathetic at Yerevan, especially those busy streets. It was pathetic. You you felt like, okay, any minute somebody's going to drive over me. It's it's So you're constantly just larvats, anxious, like, okay. Especially with kids now. Yeah, bro, kids, stroller. <laughs> the funny thing is we have this huge stroller that we got just for, British trip. Especially for this trip. It's a, it's a two-seater. It's a Bob. Oh, it's a three-seater. He gets the best. <laughs> it's a it's called a Bob stroller. B-O-B. Okay. It's, okay. it's specifically for joggers. So it's got these huge inflatable tires. It's it's very heavy and but it's light. huge, but it's light. Like you can just ride it with one finger. Mm. Uh, the moment we landed at Zavart Notes, 95% of the people were staring at this thing like it's... It's like a LaFerrari or something. Yerevan, anywhere we walked, 95% of the people were staring at this stroller like they've never seen a stroller oh, like that. Can I take a ride? What is it called? Jesus. B.O.B.? B.O.B. stroller, yeah. Can I take a ride real quick? Going down like Magnolia, straight down? <laughs> <laughs> but do the twin one. Hold on, hold on. The double, put double. Is it twin or double? Double. Two right down. And he puts twin. Is it this? Yeah. So it's one of these. Yeah. All right, let me pull this up so people could see it. And and keep this in mind. My brother had one and my sister had one. So whenever we would be together, three <laughs> of them, it I was... Johnny got it to me. So it's one of these. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> these are inflatable <laughs> wheels? Yeah. I had a Jeep one, something like this, a Jeep one, with speakers on it and shit. Amazing stroller, very difficult to carry around when you have to lug it around. 
But this thing was like, I, I'm not kidding you, 95% of the people in Armenia were staring at it. Like they'd never seen anything. Like it was a UFO or something. Uh, but, sad. but the other thing in Yerevan, which I'm starting with the negatives. We'll get to the positives. Was the air, bro. The air is like you can't breathe in Yerevan. It's smog, heavy pollution. Like your throat clogs up, your nose dries up. You're there in August, bro. What did you expect? No, it's not that. It's not. My sister was there 11 years ago for a singing contest during winter. And? She couldn't sing. And when she was telling me, I'm like, how is that possible? Like, how is it affecting the climate change affecting your throat so much? Now I know why. Your nose dries up. It's like it, it turns into well, cement. You feel like there's cement and dry, drywall in your eyes. Yeah, you, you can't breathe. Really? The moment you go into Abovyan, Artasha, anywhere else, like just 20 minutes away. Is it dry there? It's not the dry, it's, it's not the, the dryness of the air. Quality of the There's air? no Cadillac converters, no emissions, zero. Is it maybe the propane? Uh, it's it's it could the be propane bad. combined with all the construction that's going on, combined with no emissions. And the concrete know. he's talking about is real. Literally, there's concrete being turned in the middle of the city. Every Everywhere you turn, it's like Dubai. There's a crane and a building going on. So you're up. telling me there's no OSHA regulations there? <laughs> yeah, there is, because you'll see... Oh shit! Regulation. Yeah, that's what it you'll is. see. Twenty-story building being built, and there's Bro. four guys working on it. My my dad being one at each, each corner. This is like a, <laughs> so. Listen to this. My dad being in construction. The one thing that he complained about was the construction there. Yeah. He goes. I swear, he goes, they were working on this project when he got there. He goes, when we were leaving, they were still working on it. He goes, there's like four guys literally just standing Chill. around smoking the whole time. He goes, like. If that was done here with the workers here, he was it, it would have been done within Bro, hours. The guy, the, there's a, two guys near Haraparak. They're replacing a couple of tiles. Okay, near I the think Haraparak. I think I think it's the same people. The guy, both of them are. I swear, both the of them are wearing people. sandals. The guy has that tile cutter right next to his big thumb. <laughs> you're looking at you're like. Guy's gonna take out his toe any second now. I swear. He puts his foot on yeah. the <laughs> He's wearing sandals. Let me put this know. on your back really quickly. I need some leverage. <laughs> it's like, and you look at it, you're like, you guys are never gonna finish this. <laughs> and I tell a couple of the guys, I'm like, you know, you could just bring a hundred Chinese workers here in two weeks, all these will be <laughs> built. Yeah, basically. But Eventually, that's just going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get nuts. Eventually, that's going to happen. Oh, what but, do you mean, but, man? But real estate was crazy, man. Like, you know, like, I sent you guys that link. Americana one? Yeah, they're building like this. Yeah. Americana. It's hey, called Americana. I didn't figure. I didn't it's called Americana? It, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's called That Americana. sounds original. It's like these 20-some or 30 different kind of it's complexes. the same concept. Yeah. Sense, yeah. It sounds original. Yeah. Yeah. The concept well, is exactly uh, the same. Karusian? Is that the Karusian? No, development in Yerevan is unbelievable. I mean, for example, you look at Davin Hotel. We went there. I probably spent $250 million, dollars, okay? And the pool is nicer than any pool in Hollywood, any rooftop pool that you'll see in L.A. Who's the owner of it, do you know? Is it an Armenian? He's an Armenian guy, yeah. So are these the same people building those 
projects that are working See, on those tiles. That, like, I don't get it. That's the thing. You're no, telling me these, these are going amazing. And then some of the, <laughs> these hotels, I don't know. These hotels are not designed by local people. These hotels, they bring in European designers and all that. Um, and it's, um, the, the Veen Hotel is unbelievable. Like the patio, the rooftop, infinity pool and all that. The, uh, then they have a rooftop restaurant where they have Cirque du Soleil type of performances in the evenings. It's crazy. I think the amount of money yeah, they've spent is ridiculous. So, you know, they, but the issue is even with the restaurants, you'll go to a restaurant. Guy probably spent ten million, twenty million on a restaurant, two million dollars just on the kitchen, state of the art equipment, everything in place. I mean, you you can't even find a elegant restaurant like that in Vegas. Okay, so. There's three steps to anything, right? You got the the plan, right? The the idea, the plan itself, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, construction. You know the construction and all that, and then execution, the execution. Yeah, the definitely. execution is where they fail. So they do everything right until the first they two have steps. They get it right. The execution, they fail. The guy has a like God scene. We went to God scene, and you're paying Beverly Hills prices to have dinner really? there. Yes, you're paying. Hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dirham to have dinner there. It's like four hundred bucks. And I'm not even talking about drinking a bottle or anything. Like just having one cocktail, maybe if that. That's not cheap, man. It's like four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars to have dinner there. Now, the, and this was an example at Gotsin. I tr- we tried their sushi, a couple of Asian dishes, and steak. There's a, like, again, mind you, beautiful kitchen, copper equipment, copper, you know. Uh, pans and everything. There's a beautiful Santa Maria grill, which is ideal to make steak. Okay, it's a wood fire. You lower the grill as much, yeah. uh, as low as or high as you I'm want. I'm sure it's not being used for that. No, the steak they put it in the oven. <laughs> I'm looking at this kid. Oh, you put the steak in the yeah, oven. He puts What it in the, the oven like he's pretty much boiling the steak. Mind you, not reverse steering. No, I'm so tempted to go and tell this guy, like, hey, you got a Santa Maria grill there. Why don't you throw it on that bad boy? Take it out of the grill, <laughs> <laughs> out of the oven. You could have told him that. No. Because yeah, when you think of somebody throwing a steak in the oven, the first thing you think is it's reverse like steering. Meatloaf. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, the <laughs> fact that this guy just said they have a sick-ass grill in I'll front of them. Why, why grill waste the grill? The type of grill, you, you don't even, I mean, you'll see it like a, Beverly Hills Steakhouse. But he's not utilizing it. He's utilizing the oven that's there for making Napoleon and meatloaf and things. Yeah, the, the, but the, steak. the cake that was baked there yeah. 15 <laughs> minutes ago is preheated for the steak that and, I'm about to throw in there. And that, that was the issue. Is like every restaurant, the execution, that final step was not. Presentation was there, beautiful design, everything. You eat the food, it's like... Mm. Okay, steak-wise, I know you you eat your steak bloody, whether it's rare, medium, rare. Bloody. That's the the other thing. They call it blood in Armenia. I have to tell them it's not blood. You got to say blood because a lot of people don't really know it's not really blood. Please do tell us what it is if it's not blood. Oh, shit. What was it called again? God damn it. No, no, no. It's the... uh, It's the... uh, It's the... what do you call it? Myo, myofolin? My, no, myo, myoglo, no, myoglobin? Myo, my, yeah, myoglobin or yeah, something. Yeah, myoglobin, something it, like it's that. It's pretty much like the fibers in the muscle. Yeah. So y- you order your steak medium rare. What did you order it? How do you order it? 
Medium? Medium there. Medium. Yeah. When they brought it out, was when you cut into it? Some of them were medium, but you can tell from the cook it was like it wasn't seared. It was just... Cooked to medium. Yeah, it was cooked. So it was, You're it not was supposed to cook steak. You're supposed to sear it, sear it grilled steak, right? So it was, it was chewy. Yeah, yeah. Well, the quality of meats there, the top-notch quality over there, they call it Angus. And Angus is pretty much like select. Select is like the lowest grade we have here. Yeah. It's not even choice or prime. It's like Angus. You want Angus? That's the best we have. And Angus is compared, comparable to like a select, yeah. which is... Costco meat. Yeah, the meat, the Khorovats... They Costco has prime. They have prime. Yeah, they they Costco online has Japanese A5 Wagyu too. Definitely. Go to Business Costco as well. There, the meat selection <laughs> there is much, much, much more. And Business Costco is closer to you. I know I've been there. I go yeah. there on a weekly almost. Oh, really? Yeah. The only restaurant that was good was called Yang. It was an Asian restaurant just recently opened on Arami Street where the food was like comparable to our Asian food here. Authentic. Fusion, yeah. It was really... It was a nice small restaurant. The execution was done very nicely. Yeah, my concern would be the fish there, man. The sushi and stuff in Armenia. I don't know. The only fish you should eat there is if you go to one of those Zaganos places and you order Sterlix, which is like a mini sturgeon. Okay. Yeah. The Ishkan is bullshit. It's like... Asatrina, what about that? Well, Asatrina is Sterlix and Asaman. It's like a a small... Yeah. Like Abovian has... This area where it's like there's like five different restaurants where they get the fish from their pond and uh, you can even catch it yourself with that yeah, little yeah. scooper. Those those fish are amazing. The Ishkan, I don't know what it is. Are those are those, are those f- uh, wild or are they farmed? No, no they're farmed. Oh, they're farmed. all farmed. Uh, it's there but but the Sterlix is amazing. Of it, they they grill it. Chorovats and Anum, amazing. But Chorovats, they don't know how to make Chorovats in Armenia. The best Chorovats I had was at Raging Water in Armenia. And well, you at least expected it, huh? Yeah. And I, I'm like, why is it that I'm having the best Khorovats at Raging Waters? And I've been to all the top restaurants. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's, 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 let's back it up. Let's back it up. The restaurant, the, the, be, the, prior to you going to Raging Waters, obviously you've had, I'm sure you've had a shit ton of barbecue there. Um, one of the top restaurants you've gone to, what did you order? Did you order beef? Did you order pork? Did you order... I would I would order different things, but primarily pork if I was going to okay, order so meat. Okay, so pork wise, they wo- dry it up. They cook the shit out of yeah. it, basically. Yeah, everybody there is like choring sidum chor. But the way you have to order it there to hopefully get it decent is asas sochni. Sochni means like juicy. How about sochni meaning? That's how you order it. No, you have to be cautious with pork, just like you're cautious with chicken. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, I'm talking about ev- but pork juicy doesn't mean medium. Pork juicy means don't like fucking dry it up. As in like what they'll keep yeah. it on there. They won't burn the shit out of it basically. They do. It it's like this. I even oh. asked the guy at Raging Water. I said, "Why is your pork good?" He's like, "Cuz I make it sochni." He's like, "But majority of people come and say lave pichorasru." So basically they like to pull the meat off the bone instead of having the bone fall off, having the meat fall off the bone. You can't even pull off the meat off the bone. You need uh, in the second set of dentures. I'll try to pronounce it with that. <laughs> you need that. R- you need that wrench that fixes tanks. Sorry, do we have any? Uh, geez. sorry guys. We're gonna get to your. We're gonna get to your comments. Uh, 
Thank we you. should have a phone call. I mean, it is episode 200. Arno was saying he wants to call in. Let's have him call in. Oh, uh, yeah. Arno, if you want to call in, uh, Armun's, you have all of our numbers. You have all of our numbers. Of Armun's phone is connected to. Uh, to I've blocked to, him. To, I don't think you can board. call me. You're good? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good for now. Yeah. Because once they're obsessed, you see these restaurants, the amount of money they spend on. And I was talking to a chef that had visited from here as well. He's like, man. Armenia just doesn't understand seasonings. They don't know any seasonings. You And you try to talk to them about it. For example, I was at the Vin Hotel, right? Poolside at the bar. And I'm I'm talking to the bartender. Very, like, friendly. And I'm not in any way being condescending or disrespectful. And, you know, we talked. He's like, where are you from? I'm like, from L.A. And we have a lot of bars. I've, I've traveled and I've been to different bars and stuff. And the first thing he says is like, yeah, we have world champion bartenders here. World what? World, world champion, champion bartenders. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. I said, I said, well, you know. But is there such competition? Yeah. yeah. I said, but for world champion bartenders, you guys don't make your cocktails very accurately. Champion. World champion. Yeah, champion like. <laughs> and they're not receptive. Like, he doesn't even want to hear what you have to say. Because who are you? Like, I'm sharing the story of, you know, couple years ago i was in seattle i went to this bar that had four thousand spirits and another thousand different um or you think he knows where seattle is well i'm explaining it to him like in like a story manner i'm not you get on so the airplane you yeah, land that you Washington. go a little northwest uh and he just he doesn't know what to you say you know what he's saying this is what he's saying That's what he's saying to you. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I had Possibly. to mute it. Possibly, but but that's the thing. They have you have to be open to. I'm glad you did say. I you was have to say something. Else. You have so many people from all over the world visiting Yerevan today, and the way you're going to improve things is just be open to, not even criticism, just input. You know, I'm not telling you you're stupid for what you did. All I'm saying is, you may want to put a little more ice, or you may want to take back the sweetener a little bit, or you know. Do you think it's the, it's the it's our culture? We, we don't have, like criticism. We, well, we know everything, right? I mean, do isn't we? Isn't that what Stepan says? We know everything. We do, I guess. We do. I know, I know, I know. We know, we know, we know, and we don't know. Because it's like who's that comedian that had that one skit where he talked about Lebanese or Arab people? He says the one thing they don't like to say is I don't know. It's like you ask for directions. Hey, do you know how to get to this place? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get there? They'll give you the wrong directions. <laughs> just just go straight. But then when you go wrong and you come back to me and you ask, well, you gave me the wrong direction. No, you went the wrong way. <laughs> I that's, said the other way. Yeah, that's 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 what it is. Now, I mean, okay, like for example, what kind of co- – because I, I know you're a whiskey guy. I wouldn't drink whiskey there. The only thing that's I crazy. would drink there straight was like the Nakan Kasha. So, okay, did they have – you were drinking cocktails, I'm assuming. Yeah. What type of cocktails were you drinking? I would try, you know, like they had old fashioned, they had uh, Negroni, they had. So you were um, drinking an old fashioned, but you wouldn't drink whiskey neat. No, because their whiskey, ninety nine percent is not real whiskey. It's so hold on, what did they have on the bar? Even it's, those it's are considered just, whiskey. Yeah, it's it's whiskey, but it's doesn't taste the same whiskey. So you could no, let's so no Macallans, no Glens, no Dalmores. Not no that you can't get Abelors. it. You get it. You can get it up even even. At most of these places, even if you order Ararat Cognac, it doesn't taste the same as, let's say, the Ararat Cognac we have here at the office. It tasted like gasoline, man. 
You couldn't drink it. I don't know. Wait, you're at a, you're at I don't a, know where the hell at, they filled those things hold up. Hold on. You're at Devin. Yes. And you're at the bar. Yes. And you're telling me that there's a possibility that the alcohol there is just... Yeah. Most of the places, it's it's not... It's not what it is. It's not what it's supposed to Thank be. Thank you for I that, Edgar. Thank you. <laughs> we'll just say your finger slipped. And that, and it's a shame because you're paying twelve, fifteen, eighteen dollars for a cocktail. It's not like you're paying four dollars. See, that's that's the concern. Just stick to the arag, Yeah, but tatiara, you have to, you drink it at at you know people's homes. You drink it outside of Yerevan. That's yeah. true. It yeah. hits better too outside of Yerevan. Tell us some experiences outside of Yerevan. Yeah, because here's here's what I'm curious going to be about. Obviously, when this when today show is over. Um, we're going to get your experience, and then Ed's going on the 6th, right? Yes. Well, wasn't supposed to be advertised. <laughs> Ed going on the 6th. <laughs> You've mentioned. Going on vacation, that's it. Yeah, and when you're coming, I, I want to get his take, pers- on his take, his perspective on on everything. On his well. vacation. On his vacation. But, but anyways. Telman is saying, tell them about the Iberico pork. Which one, Tell? You're talking about, oh, the one in Greece? Greece, I'm thinking. Oh, I'll, I'll, we'll, well, get we'll get to Greece. Greece. Yeah, we'll get, we'll to, get Greece. to Greece. We're still in Armenia. We're right still now. in Armenia. You're <laughs> skipping. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, Telman was in Greece with us. Yeah, 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 I saw. I saw the photo. So, but out, outside of, that's what I'm saying. Like, for example, in Abovian, we went to the Zikanots. Amazing fish. The Sterlings was brilliant. Very nicely cooked. Did you, uh, go to the, did you go to the bazaars in Yerevan? As I far t- as for fruit, vegetables, cheese. Here's, here's, ex- and, and. The fruits, even my wife, my sister, who had recently been there, Mike, you know, my, my Pesa, even they were all like, the food is not the same. My friend Aram even came there for a week. He's like, the food quality, even the fruits is not the same as is what it was. Might a few it be years because ago. of summer? Mm, no. I, I don't know. Like, Tzidan, we had Tzidan, we had Dertz, we had Tut. The last, the last Tut we had in LA was so Probably much better. better than the tooth yeah, I had in again, Armenia. The, you're you're there prime summer. Tut, Tziran, Dert, Gilas, all that stuff is sp- Autumn had amazing spring. Had amazing uh Dert at Hoktenbeyan. At Yerevan, I didn't have amazing Dert. We had decent Dert, but nothing that we don't have in LA. Zemeduk was great. Mm. Anywhere but, you get it. Yeah, Zemeduk was amazing. But I've had similar Zemeduk here when I buy it with seeds. With seeds. Here in L.A., yes. Because I remember right before we left, I happened to find one at a small Armenian grocery with mm. seeds. It was just as good. Yeah. So it wasn't even, yeah, everybody was like, prices have gone up fivefold, but the quality has gone down, the quality of the food. Uh, keep in mind, for example, I went to a breakfast spot, right? I'm like, that Pomidoro Zavatsa Ksar kick. He's like, we don't have it. I'm like, so what do you have? He's like, we have avocado toast. We can put a poached egg on it. We have oatmeal. We so they don't have tomatoes. I'm like, are we at Denny's or am I at Yerevan? Like, you can't make me pomidor <laughs> zapata. He's like, no, we don't have. Pomidor <laughs> He's like, No, he's like, I can make you an avocado toast and put tomatoes on it, but I can't make you pomidor zapata. Why? So take the tomatoes and so just. Yeah. No, they don't make This was at one particular it's called Coffee Story. It's a it's a very popular like a Starbucks type of Well you remember not to go to Coffee Story when you or go there and order Pomidoro Zavatsa. I'm gonna go try the first Pomidoro Zavatsa I had. You know what my mission is gonna be? 
to go to that specific place and get a pomidoro zavadze, take a picture and send it to sure, you. Sure, if you can do that. Let me know what it's called. I'm, I'm going to do that for you. Coffee story. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll so get it. So it's, it's like they're, they're trying to, you know, it, it become very European-Americanized instead of Armenian. sticking to some of the Armenian roots. roots. Um, I was saying, and a lot of rules and regulations there too, man. But but the the positive thing is that, I, I, you know, I spoke to a lot of different people from cab drivers, you know, Uber, which is called Yandex, to very successful business owners, to everyone in between. Majority of people seemed very content with the changes, you know. For example, even our driver, our driver was like, look, as we were driving to Garni's, like, you couldn't drive this the way we're driving now. It was just as smooth as Glen Oaks Boulevard. No rocks, no nothing. He's like, before you used to drive to Garden, you had to get your suspension, w- uh, suspension checked. checked and yeah. He's like, look how smooth the roads are now with Pashinyan in power. Same thing driving to Gyumri. Two-hour drive. Smooth. Smooth as can be. And they were extending the lanes even. There was construction where they were adding more lanes to each side. Oh, so there's, a, there's, there's expansion going there's on as far as highways. Yeah, and... Two hours, smooth ride, no bump, no nothing. So there's a lot of improvements in the country. Even speaking to a couple of soldiers I came across randomly, they're like, we've got everything. It's like, they're like, we've got you know uniforms, we've got shoes, we've got nutrition, food, water. But then on the reports every time, like being so far away, all these media outlets throwing stories like our guys are sleeping under, under trees. They- media outlets or people? People and media. Outlets. I have yet to see media outlets no, reporting. They, they Who? Do, man. They do. Who? There's a lot of different, like those it, different it, channels that are no, all no, over no, social no. media. Bro. It's all no. Forget social media. Other social media has become has just become as bad as uh, mainstream disgust, media. What's the difference? They become this disgusting source of information. Would mainstream media is any better? That, I'm not saying mean. I'm not saying they're any better. I'm just saying social media has become this disgusting source of information. I don't. Uh, I don't I, know. I'm, when you when you go in a few weeks, you'll see. You'll see the amount of development. You'll see. For example, some of these Yandex drivers make twenty, thirty, forty thousand dirham a day. That's a lot of money. That's like eighty, hundred dollars a day. That's a lot for them. Yeah, they pay you know eighteen percent to Yandex and then plus diesel. I mean, fuel uh, or this and that. Propane and all they that. They go home with fifty yeah. bucks at the end of the day, basically. Which is Maybe. which is not so. There's work for people who want to work. As far as ta- what about taxi drivers? Taxi drivers were different operators. These guys would rather not take you. Because, for example, you look at. You're better you, off using. You Yandex. look at Yandex. It says fifteen hundred. Let's say from That's one part bucks. of Yerevan to the other. Yeah. You're like, okay, there's a cab here. Why don't I just have him take? You ask him, he's like, yeah, five thousand. You're like, he's like, dude, Yandex is fifteen hundred. Why are you asking? Like, well, then wait for Yandex, and Yandex is there in four Two minutes. minutes. So some of these ca- cab drivers would rather not make any money than to make little money, make less money. Let me ask you this: What were the Yandexes picking you guys up? What were they driving? Even better, depends on it. Depends, yeah. Because I would order only Comfort Plus and Business, or sometimes minivan, because Comfort Plus and Business has AC. The other ones don't turn on the so AC. So like it was like maybe possibly a Camry or something picking yeah, you up. Yeah, yeah. If it was a Camry, it was always great because the AC was blasting. Other cars, if they would come in like a 
older E class or something, you're screwed. Yeah, you have to beg him and tip him, like, bro, turn on the AC, you know? I ordered Comfort Plus. Do they think the AC takes gas or something? What the? Well, it does. Of course uh, it does. It takes power. It doesn't take gas, bro. What do you mean? It takes Freon. That's different. It doesn't take it d- gas. Of course it does. No, it doesn't, bro. What are you guys talking about? How? Drive your car with and without an AC for a month that's and see the adjustment see the on your miles per 100%. gallon. <laughs> In what way? Yeah, you'll see an adjustment. I don't see it. How do you not see an How? adjustment? Oh, but you crank your AC, get on the freeway. Okay. And then on the way back, turn off your AC and drive back. There's you'll a see power you'll f- difference, of course. Obviously, power there's dif- extra power going. Oh well, you're, here's the thing. The power in your car is weakened. So what do you have to do? You have to you you put, use more gas to get to the, the speed that speed you need that to get you to. you want to get to. Not, not need to. Want to get to. 65, 70? Drive less. Uh, <laughs> but you There's know, always a way around it with that. Majority... <laughs> The 90, 95% of Yandex drivers were, were very nice. There's no moon nut. There's no... Ser- better, service huh? is amazing at restaurants. Everybody, grocery stores you go to, they're like, you know, have a nice day. Welcome. Well, like Just like here. That's awesome. There, yeah, there's no... The only thing they... Mikish moon nut in Gali, when you give them a 10,000 or 20,000 and you want change, they're like, don't get monitored. This is Dutch. Like, it seems like nobody has change in Armenia. <laughs> so be the, maybe if they no, get rid of like, like, like valet drivers, <laughs> yeah, nobody has changed. I've noticed with valet drivers, bro, like when they're like twelve, fifteen dollars. Imagine, bro, valet is like twelve, fifteen dollars a banquet. Yeah. You it's give more. You give them a twenty. You give done. you give them yeah. a twenty. They yeah. don't even give you the change back, so you could give it back to them, and, or like as a gesture, say, oh, you know, Tomana, yeah. you know, like as a, they don't even let you see, or, get that or, gesture. Yeah, out of or the you way, take yeah. it and you give it to the kid who's bringing you the car. So you give him a twenty. You just. It'll be <laughs> literally put it in the register. Yeah. On up a bit, yeah. I? So recently, I gave I gave him a hundred. He goes Chunes. I go Chuna. and he just stares at me. And I'm staring back at him. Don't don't disclose what I And he goes, he goes. Uh, I'm like, I, I don't have change. I literally don't. I'm like, are you going to bring the car for free now? Is that what's going to happen? What does he do? He, he reaches underneath. Yeah, he lifts it up. He lifts yeah. it up and he and he pulls it out from there. Next time it's you an, lift it's it an for excuse him. for them to make it. It's like you know what it's like, man. It's like those car washes, where you go, you pick up a number two, right? And then it says it's like nineteen ninety nine, and then you give a twenty, and then they'll give you a penny back. What do you yeah. do with the penny? They have this little little uh, jar there, and you just throw the penny in there. Now imagine you washing. I don't know how many cars, 200, 300 cars a day. Two bucks, Ooh. three bucks. I get it. Ooh. No, I get it. But it's I'm, 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 I'm talking about the concept of it. Now imagine that turns into a dollar where it's like, okay, it's like now it's like $19 and they give you a dollar back. Then you throw the dollar That's into 200 the 200 bucks is different. Exactly. So it's, it's the concept behind it. It's becoming to the point where economically, well, it's, it's going to change now because we're, we're going through uh, a recession. But... Prior to it, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars, people didn't really give a shit. Five dollars. Now, now you'll see people penny pinching more. Of course. And we have uh, John keeping tabs on all, all of our lives at this point. John, do you ever worry about what you do, man? You know more about <laughs> us than anyone. <laughs> guys, like get a, get ADT for your house ASAP. John knows when you're leaving. John is stalking you, buddy. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, I mean Armenia is uh it's definitely worth seeing 
seeing the progress and everything that's going on, it's it's uh what something happened. Something. Is it a private message? Somebody sent us a private message. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who is that? Who can? Oh, it's uh, it's Varej. Oh, Varej is there. Oh, Varej is here. Okay. Uh, do you want to connect Varej now? Yeah, well, let's. Do you want to do an introduction? Uh, sure. We'll let's connect Varej, and then we can continue with the. Uh, okay. We ha- we have a special guest joining us from Armenia. He um, Varej Isanians, who lived in the states for for many years. And about two years ago, I think it was, he decided to permanently move back to Armenia. And he now currently works for the Ministry of Economy in Yerevan. Um, Varej, can you hear us? Or are you connected with us? Can you hear us? Sure, sure. Uh, good afternoon. Um, Varej, you're... You're you're cutting yeah, off. Yeah, but cutting off. It's it's insane the fact that we've been having internet issues with people in Armenia. Uh, Vrij, your audio is is cutting in and out. We could see you, but uh, Vrij, let me ask you a question. Uh, we could see you right now. We could semi hear you. Can you turn off your video? We want to see if maybe that'll help with the uh, with the connection. Just audio. Just keep your audio on. Turn your video off. Well, what if we do a, a call for a call? Worst case scenario, a call. Because he froze up now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he froze up. Uh, so I mean, I, I guess it is true the fact it's, that there's there's being there's internet issues. The only one we didn't have issues with yesterday was um, was Levon. it Hike or Levon? Levon. Yeah, no, Hike had we had no issues. Was it? No, no, no. Levon, the we one did from know. Philly. Levon, we didn't have any issues with. Yeah. Levon from no, Philadelphia. Hike, we couldn't even, we, he couldn't hear us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Robert was here. <laughs> we saw his living room. But. Yeah, but, uh, Varej, if you can, if you can call Arbund, we'll be able to connect you. Uh, uh, his number? Yeah, he has my number, but maybe he can try the video again. It, okay, we'll be, keep an eye out on it yeah. when it pops up. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, overall, there's a lot of development a lot of buildings going up and funny enough you know how it works it's similar to here where they'll start a phase in the complex right and it'll, let's say it'll go for thousand dollars a square meters by the time the first floor is completed it's already selling at 1500 where can you hear us sorry i buildings uh how about now the it's still very static. Yeah, it's staticky. You're cutting. You're cutting in and out, Rajan. He's actually frozen on this end. No, no, no. He's. he's I, I could. See, I, uh, video is fine. I could see you. Everything is fine, but your audio is is choppy. It's cutting in, out, in, out, in, out. Are you on Wi-Fi or a hotspot? Um, actually, I'm on the Wi-Fi, but because three big buildings. Uh, uh, because of the router, so um, maybe that makes it a little, a little easier. You're gonna call me? Do you, can you can you call Armand? Or, or you want me to call you? As much as we'd love to see your face, I think the best way to communicate with you would be audio. Yes, yes. Okay, yes, go I'm ahead. Gonna, and I'm gonna do us a favor. 
Yeah, give Armun the call right now. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna pull you off the uh, off the air. You'll call Armun, then we'll be able to hear you and uh, and talk with you, brother. Uh, guys, sorry. I, I don't know what it is. Um, it, it's just uh, you don't know what it is. I mean, we all know what it is, bro. It's uh, and the, and the messed up part of it is is there's nothing they can do about it. There's there's literally internet transmission disruption going on in Armenia because of the war. I don't know. Well, he'll call us and we'll yeah. So what yeah. we'll we'll call us and we'll uh, well. There we go. There we go. Can you hear us? Vanesh, can you hear us? Yes, yes. How are you? Great. How are you? Fa- fantastic. This Thanks. is much better. Vinesh. Yeah, this is this is much better, man. We can we can hear you much much clearer now. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, the connections lately for the past couple of two days are a little bit uh, foggy in Armenia. Yeah, we were uh, having we were having some issues yesterday when we were live with the boys from Medherosnet. Uh, we called um, uh, three people in Armenia, and of the three, two of them had very staticky connection with us. So, um, I mean, it's it's kind of at this point, it's kind of uh, obvious, you know, what's going on and uh, why we're having internet issues. But uh, we'll kind of leave that for another day as far as a topic. But uh, tell us how you are. Um. I'm I'm great. Uh, despite of uh, what's happening uh, in our borders and this situation, um, business goes as usual in the in uh, in the government. And uh, I can I can strongly say that pe- people are in Armenia are. I, I was I was listening to the to the program yesterday. And I make a couple of comments through text message to Armand that uh, there is there is two two things happening in Armenia. People are uh, ignorant, and some of them are jaded. But that's not what general consensus in Armenia is. Um, yes, uh, you can see people sitting in uh, Yerevan cafe. And uh, it's like nothing happening, but deep down, uh, there's this uh, sense that uh, they're afraid. They're afraid even to think about that uh, we might not exist in the next five years. So that's a, that's a very critical issue for Armenia right now. So um, uh, I just want to mention that what I say here is not... Uh, uh, point of view of a ministry of uh, any form uh, uh, Armenian government. So uh, it is my personal opinion. I work for an uh, organization called National Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. And uh, let me tell you, the majority of staff here are uh, people from diaspora. Um, people that they came through a program called Igor. And they stayed, and they are working here. Uh, so uh, I, I want to assure everyone in diaspora that the doors are open. Uh, it need, needs a little. Uh, the, it needs a little risk to move to Armenia, but uh, 
whoever is moving here is um, uh, thinking about the future of Armenia and somehow uh, I don't I am not a venture capitalist I don't have a money to invest on anything so I brought my experience working for federal government and local government to Armenia so I can at least move uh, a needle around uh, to make things a little bit better so um, uh, if you want to is talk about NGO? specific issues. Rich, is that an NGO um, that you're working with, or is that part of the government itself? It's I I I work for NGO, and now it's a part of the government. It's subsidiary of the Ministry of Economics, uh, and what they do is they uh, they that what we do is we are trying to uh, play the roles of a bridge between startups. Uh, I'm not specifically saying what form of startup because every startup is a startup. You work with the companies that they don't have money and they don't have uh, a way to uh, circle around the government regulation. So they come here, we sit down, we talk, we coach, uh, we take them in, we'll do their paperwork, we do registration for them, open a bank account, and we'll put them in the market so they can show their products, starting from shoemaker, uh, a gobbler, to uh, IT company recently, uh, electric charging station company. Uh, we present them to a uh, different uh, organization. So we basically work on the behalf of uh, startups in all fields. Now, are these startups being... Are you ra helping them raise money via the government or venture capitalists or angel investors or how are these startups funded? So these startups usually are self-funded. Uh, some of them are just in the form of a concept. Uh, some of them, they do have a prototype. They produce the doc. They produce a service or uh, a product. So we have a list of uh, venture capitalists that they exist in Armenia. It's not more than a five or six companies. We also help them to get a funding uh, if there isn't a specific uh, target group like Agritech, which uh, part of the future five years of a government program. For the first time in the history of Armenian government, we have five years program. <laughs> so uh, after 40 years, uh, they come up, they sat together and said, oh, uh, maybe we should plan for future. Okay, let's plan for next five years. So this is, this is the very first time we have actually a five years program. It's, so it's a start. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is a start. So if company fits in one of those agri-tech uh, industry or uh, sustainable uh, economy or any, any form of those five, uh, top five of the government a prioritized uh, industry group. So we'll try to help them out and to get them to a market. Our goal is to keep them in Armenia. We don't want them to go uh, to Berkeley or go somewhere outside the country. So the goal is to keep them here as much as we can. And myself, uh, I'm the agent of the small changes. Uh, uh, there's very good uh, words. Uh, an old saying in the Persian that it says, uh, if you want to do something, do it in a very small uh, way. Um, so 
this is this is what we are planning to do. That that also includes the military industry. So we do work on the projects that come up with uh, innovation in the military and the drone operation and all that. So it's it's something that we could do this 40 years ago we're doing right now. So imagine how how far behind we are uh, to catch up with the actual real world that you see outside. Are there any success stories you're able to share with us? Any startups or that, that, that's developed into, um, to have a decent presence in Armenia or even overseas? Um, there, uh, the center started operating uh, in 2009, but actual real operation started a year ago. Why? Because uh, back during Soviet era, this organization that I am working, National Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship, used to be a, a library. Library that consists of three floors in the building that I am right now with with the thesis and dissertations uh, in the technology that is coming back from Soviet era. 2009 April, government made a decision to turn in this establishment to a National Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. Of course, 2009 up to 2021, nothing happened. It was just a place like any old, any government institution uh, all around the world to people sit and collect money and uh, extend their pensions and fatten their pockets with the money that they get and extra money that they make on the side. So last year, uh, a gentleman from diaspora, uh, from uh, Fed Russian Federation, came through a, a Igor program, Hike Markarian, our our director, and he volunteered to take the organization. Said, "Okay, let let, let me have it. I'll take care of it." <laughs> uh, he was appointed as a director, and now he's working uh, for a year now. And I joined about a month, uh, two months ago. Yes, there are actual products we support. We participated in the uh, Entrepreneurship World Cup uh, in Armenia, and we supported the companies. Right now, I'm uh, in front of me. There are a list of companies that uh, I can share. One is Ivan. Uh, Ivan is a network network of charging systems. Um, uh, basically, these are charging stations for home and. Uh, for home use for the electric cars. So we're supporting them. We are working with uh, an organization called Engineering City. So that's another organization that we are working. A, a drone operating company called Urartu had their first drone shown in Starmos. Uh, uh, so we are trying to help them out. Also, a couple of institutions in organic chemistry uh, and organic chemistry, they have some innovations. Uh, invasion, uh, some new products that is on a prototype. Uh, so they are being helped. Uh, Fresh, sorry get for, in the sorry for cutting you off. Military drones or just your standard drones that just fly? The the drones that can be used for the military purposes. Okay. So um, uh, let's let's say it like that. So we the, we actually had the drone, uh, but of course it's just a regular drone sitting in. Uh, uh, in the uh, Starmos uh, camp, uh, so we showed that so people can see. Uh, there are uh, 
there are things that are moving uh, and of course moving very slowly because don't forget that we are 40 years behind and the 40 years in this uh, high speed world of technology and the science is a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of uh, yeah. years just, Every, everything just, is advancing just, very quickly and we're still 40 years behind and just want to give your uh, viewers and listeners of your program an example of a drone or an airplane that Azerbaijani military uses is $23 million, if I'm not mistaken. Our entire Armenian Republic research budget is $26 million. So this is, we're talking about one-year budget. So, uh, But hasn't, uh, reality hasn't the uh, military budget uh, increased drastically this year? I think, wasn't it at $1.4 billion? Whereas before... Yes, was, the I military budget... Yeah, but we're talking about Usually the research. every time research. someone new comes in, the military budget does go up, but that money never buys anything. But I'm talking yeah, about last, last year was, I think, half a billion. This year it's about $1.4 billion. That's, a, that's almost yeah, a, well, we can, a billion we, dollar. Go ahead, Varej. We can, buy, we can buy products, but when we don't have a research, when we don't spend money on a research, we cannot... We, we we always be a consumer, not a actual producer. So, but government needs to learn that uh, all these co- countries that they they are protecting themselves, like Israel, they spend massive amounts of money on the research now, so they can produce. Varej, uh, who is supposed to spend that? So you're saying the government is not purchasing? Is that the problem? We discussed the same thing yesterday. And if you remember, I don't. I think you were tuned in at that point when Robert was saying, "We do have manufacturers in Armenia. It's just that the government is not purchasing from them. They'd rather purchase from India, India, or other places." Uh, are you aware of any of that? Um, they are not purchasing uh, internally because uh, number one, the products are not as they cannot supply. I mean, that means the assembly lines and the production is not uh, to the volume that it can uh, satisfy the need of a government. So, of course, one or two drones, maybe. Uh, but imagine you're fighting the war against a, a government that one operation for them is a 400 or 500 drones at the same time. So... Uh, our companies here, uh, they cannot produce that much uh, drones or any form of military equipment because there is no uh, proper assembly line or production system. It's Some of them, they're just being made uh, per order. Like, it, imagine there is no assembly line. The people, they have to sit down and then they have to uh, use uh, human capital to build this, and there's no assembly. So that's why government reaches out. And of course, I am not saying that uh, they're not uh, supplying. Yes, there are a lot of companies, small companies, that they supply portion of it, but they are not in that capacity that they can uh, provide during the war, uh, especially now, because they are trying to rebuild army. And for the past two years, uh, success or not success, the approach of the government was always, oh, let's let's go have a peace and all that. And I always remember Ronald Reagan. Uh, Ronald Reagan said, peace is always going to 
go through and strength. So we cannot have a peace negotiation if we're not strong enough to sit down on the table and say, no, we want peace, but we want to also keep our integrity. We want to keep our uh, land. This is this is something that we have to learn. And, and the government in Armenia is, uh, they, they're not, Every, like everything in Armenia, there is no professionalism going on. You go to the supermarket, no professionalism. You go to a store, there's no professionalism. So we have a shadow of everything, but in the reality, it's just an image. And we don't have a time to learn. There's no time to learn to govern a country. Because as soon as you get elected, uh, they're going to get you and they say, okay, there you go. The country is yours. Go run it. So it, it, Vraj, we have a question from from one of our viewers, Alex. He's asking, uh, he's saying, can you ask Vraj if he works on international research projects such as NIH slash NSF, and uh, do they submit for grants? Um, let me tell you quickly what happens in Armenia. There are a bunch of uh, non-government organizations that they take. Uh, I have not worked on that project, and I don't know if somebody can send me an email, I can have a team to look at it. It's something that can help us to get some grant or any form of that. But let me tell you something. Last year, uh, non-government organization, NGOs in Armenia, they got about 35 to $40 million, million of funds from different institutions from outside to Armenia. And there is no accountability. I don't know what these people are doing, to, to be honest. I mean, uh, there's no accountability. Uh, what are you doing with this NGO's money besides publishing a couple of websites? What are you changing on the political or uh, social economic map of Armenia? So uh, I, I, I have a problem with NGO's in Armenia. That is, I think, subject of another book uh, conversation. There's no accountability. They are on a high pay salary. And they come here, they just, do a couple of show here and there, this organization, that organization, and they leave, and they don't have an impact. The only impactful organization that I see in Armenia's uh, socioeconomic map is Children of Armenia Fund, that they are actually building something. And you can see that they are developing roads, infrastructures, uh, transportation system, uh, uh, trash, trash, trash system for the Debet Canyon and the, the, the Debet Lori region, and now they're moving to Armavir and Artsakh. So, uh, but when uh, you talk about of... street development, I mean, I, I, as I mentioned about 15, 20 minutes ago, driving to Garni, Gerard, or Gyumri, or Abuvian, or anywhere, the streets were the main roads, the uh, highways. Uh, Taras, which is like the freeway, highway, was all beautiful asphalt, no bumpy roads. You could drive at, uh, over there, I think it was, what, seven, was it 70 or 80 kilometers an hour? Which is about um, 55 anyways, right? Yeah, so the, the roads seemed relatively comfortable for the most part. So when you say uh, children of, what was it, COAF? Um, Children, co of, yeah, co-offices, children of Armenia Fund, is the only one developed. Then who's developing all these other roads? I'm assuming it's the government that's developing these roads. No. 
yeah some some uh, some of the some of the roads that they are main uh, highways and main freeways and especially for the tourist attractions are being taken care of pretty well so uh, armenian government has a plan to build or maintain uh, roads 600 kilometers 600 to 800 kilometers road every year that include building a new one or maintaining the old one but the the the, ro- the roads that are small roads and connect the villages to the villages are not properly taken care of uh, the uh, I, i was hoping i had an opportunity to meet with you i know you were packed with the programs and all that but i really wanted to take you to place uh, in debit i know uh, even the, e- the last evening i was there i actually called you on, on your 818 number uh, and yes yes <laughs> and then half an hour later people called me they're like Oh, we want to come over so we can say goodbye. I'm like, man, I can't catch a break to go see Vidage. <laughs> uh, the, the, the main roads, like I said, the main roads are being maintained by our government with the contractors. But the small roads, uh, the roads that people actually go from the villages to villages are not maintained properly because there's no enough budget. Of course, we always lack the budget and the budget issue is critical for the government. One thing we should understand that the budget in Armenia, uh, the government that that it, when when I say government, everybody thinks that government uh, prints money. No, the money from government comes from the taxpayer. And up until the point that we don't have a normal tax system in Armenia, we're still going to have this issue. The, it's a small country; people don't pay their fair share of the taxes, and. Uh, of course uh, that that uh, creates problem but yeah, well, when uh, the majority of the, the country the, is struggling on a financial note how are they going to be paying their taxes um there there are uh, you, i agree with you so uh, that when when i talk about infrastructure planning that uh, that includes um, that includes uh, road and main highways and electricity and water and all that I I think I think uh, uh Armenian government should be prepared for a better taxing system not uh, it uh, right now we have a flat rate tax or some form yeah. of the tax that I don't understand how do they come up with because it's usually flat rate taxes for countries like Scandinavian countries that they do have a proper system of government and the infrastructure for Armenia I think it should be income based Uh, that's my opinion of course uh, if you don't have enough income you don't generate money you're just living uh, i ha- we have an employees here in the center that they get paid 96000 drum gross monthly which i can walk in and spend in the restaurant like in two hours so Jesus it's very unrealistic yeah. it's very unrealistic it the, the pay here is unrealistic and i totally understand your point but to be able to uh, start and start to to be able to build the country uh, we need a better taxing system and i understand there there are a lot of companies here in armenia that get tax incentives they shouldn't see we <laughs> in my uh, opinion uh, see there are certain loopholes that i mean you've lived in the states you understand how it is there are certain loopholes that the united states has as far as the taxing system is concerned And I'm sure there's the same concept as you know in Armenia. 
there has to be some sort of system in place where, I mean, Armand was mentioning, there's a G-Wagon in every corner. And, and G-Wagons uh, are more and, expensive than they are here. Yeah, and the G-Wagons there, I mean, the, I mean, in order to even get that G-Wagon there, I mean, it, it, it costs a nice penny to get it there. If you're driving a certain car, if you're driving, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it sounds very socialistic. It sounds very communist type. But if you're driving a certain type of vehicle, you should be able to pay some sort of registration on that vehicle where it'll at least help local roads or something as far as uh, how it is here with Caltrans, um, highways, anything like that. Or if you own if you own a certain property, certain property taxes, uh, again, these are socialistic features that the United States has that you know that we're for. I, you mentioned it as well. You said Armenia doesn't have a proper taxing system. I think that's where the root of the problem is. They need to figure that out. But but here's what I want to understand, Rich. If they don't have a proper taxing system, right? Um, I was having a discussion with my wife's cousin who recently um, purchased a. Uh, a couple of apartment units there and he said there's a uh, incentive program until 2023 where you basically let's say you you buy a uh, condo for 100,000 right and if if you can show that you have documented income um what the government basically does is they they take out your mortgage out of your paycheck and the interest rate that you're paying on the mortgage is deducted from the taxes that you pay. So every quarter you get a refund. Let's say, for example, I know the interest rates are higher in Armenia. So let's say you borrowed $100,000 at 10% and your monthly mortgage is $1,000, right? Um, so what the what I heard was Every three months, the interest that you're paying out of that $1,000 is being refunded through the income tax that you're paying from from your salary. Have you heard of such a thing? Yes, that's correct, but that does not that law does not apply to city center Yerevan Kendron. It only applies on the community that, that's around the city of Yerevan. So like uh, Avan and the uh, uh, surrounding areas of Yerevan, because city center states, doesn't have any place to build a new building or uh, you notice that there's no parking uh, it, it takes me about 30 to 45 minutes to park in a, in a city center uh, that incentive is, is for uh, buildings and the parking units that are being built outside the city center so that's correct um, you're okay. absolutely right but my my point is generating income for government for local government and and, uh, and Armenian government, I would, I mean, I even introduced 400% of additional fine for driving violations. I'm, I'm talking about massive fines. If you're running red light or you're cutting the line or you're parking in the street, 50,000, 100,000 drum. So this is how you generate income for a government. Well, hold on. To let me, let me, the- let me ask you this, Varej. I know you're, you're, you're implying as far as traffic violations, correct? Um, correct. Obviously, in the States, you get a traffic violation. 
you show up to court, you plead your case, whether it's guilty not or guilty or innocent. If you plead guilty, you pay your fine, and uh, you have to go to traffic school or whatever it is. Do you think in the country of Armenia, those laws and orders can be implemented and regulated? Because yes, the last thing, be. yeah, because the last thing we want to avoid is, as uh, you know, our good friend Stepan says, "Khanami Anger Achper." Uh, a moment, you know, we don't want that situation. Those things don't exist as much anymore. Do they? they don't? They're there, man. No, Come it on. doesn't. I, that's that what does. I don't want. Is basically we don't we don't want the operos that are basically driving their fancy cars to get their violations, and then you know they know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, and the next thing you know is oh well, you know it was dismissed. No, it, it has to be European model. It has to be. Uh, uh, I, I'm sure uh, Armonsa, uh, they, they have a terminal now, the terminal that is directly connected to tax system, we call it Hedema. Uh that tax system the traffic violation should be right there, it should be you you pay your traffic violation right now and then come fight in the court because when I was there in when I was there in 2004 which was the last time I was there it was, and I remember it very distinct. I remember it very specifically. Uh, we were pulled over, not me driving, but you know the person who I was with, family member of mine. We were pulled over, and Duram was exchanged in a hat. Mind you, this is you, you can't do that anymore. You'll go to jail for that. Are those days? Are those? Are they? Are they long right, gone? Right, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, those 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 days are over. All all police officers in the street, everybody has a, a camera attached to their uh, vest. So the new new police uh, that they're uh, controlling the roads in Yerevan and outside, they all sweep with the cameras. What about the outskirts um, of Yerevan? As as far as Ejmiatsin, Abovian, Gyumri, uh, Kirovakan, those areas. They are for for the main main cities. They are being monitored and controlled, and there there has been substantial increase of, on their salaries. Because if you want to prevent the corruption, you have to give them proper salaries. Uh, I mean, it's 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 very hard to root out a corruption that exists seventy years plus thirty years of uh, extended uh, extended corruption. So we are 100 years of living corruption, uh, breeding corruption, and so it's very difficult. And the layers of the government, it, the entire organization of the government is layered with the mid-level management that are still dreaming about Soviet era. And they are still dreaming about their uh, previous government, how they were able to smoke in their offices, how good it was that, uh, oh, we, we couldn't make money. We could get out and go work and just get paid. It, it, it is a disastrous uh, structure that is rotting from inside. And it's very hard to change and renew the entire organization of the government. It needs, it needs another 30 years, I believe, to fix it. And we don't have, Do we that, have that. Do we have that time? No, we don't. We don't. Folks, we don't have it. We don't have a time. Nancy Pelosi, American foreign policy. These are all something that we. it looks good on the TV. It looks good that she goes and cries here and there and says, I'm supporting you. But she's trying to cut us up from the most major breeding tube that we have, which is Iran. 
She's trying to cut us off from Iran? That's what they're going to offer. Do you think Americans are going to come and protect us and say, you know what, we're going to protect you against Azerbaijan and just because you look good. <laughs> Realistically, when you look at the American foreign policy in caucus, that, that's what I did my PhD on, uh, public policy, foreign policy. And, and let's be honest, any, any region that American foreign policy is being uh, established it's a disaster. Look from Jimmy Carter in 1976 and how they did American foreign policy in the region. Start from Afghanistan, met Iran, 1979, met. Moving forward, uh, Iran and Iraq war again, 1982. Go all the way to uh, 1988, Armenia, Caucasus, Azerbaijan, Turkey. And this, this is tip, tip, we have to understand. There's nothing here that we can provide to the world that we can sit on a table and talk because we don't have anything. Realistically, we are in the cross section of uh, Middle East and Europe. And the only, the only thing that we can use here as our uh, bargaining chief is, okay, we can make a connection. We can provide you a link. That's it. We are just a link between Middle East and Europe. Russia and uh, uh, Arabs on the uh, Persian Gulf. Realistically, we don't have anything. And uh, it, it is very pessimistic to say that next five to ten years, if we can survive with, the, with what I think is a major uh, diplomacy, which is establishing uh, a real uh, friendship and partnership and ally, being an ally with the countries like India, with United Arab Emirates, with Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia Egypt, Iran. Yeah. I mean, from the, from the sounds yeah. of everything, is basically you're saying the only the only people we have to basically protect us and save us at this point is basically the Middle East. It's basically it's it's Iran, it's the Saudis, it's and then obviously going further east, it's it's India. A couple of years, it was a year or a year and a half ago, we had Haik Martirosyan on the podcast, and I mentioned, I said, with the corruption and the way the Armenian government is being run currently, we won't have an Armenia in five years, and we're sitting here in 2022, about a year, year and a half later, and you're literally mentioning that five years from now, <laughs> we may not have an Armenia? Yes, if we are going the way that we are going, it won't be any Armenia, and uh, it, it, what, what is Ruben, when you say Tanya, there won't be an Armenia? What do you mean? Armenistan. Yes, that we will be a, a, a region. It will be a region like Tataristan that Ruben Vartanian mentioned in a couple of uh, uh, four or five months ago. Now we will have a, a shadow of the country. What we have right now, at least, is a is a corpse that we are trying to revitalize. But in the next five years, if we if we don't do a proper diplomacy, foreign policy, uh, economic policy, education, uh, we're gonna lose what we have right now. As uh, what we we had what we had uh, 10, 15 years ago, again it was a shadow. I I will never in my right mind will recognize uh, independent Artsakh. Why? Because Artsakh that was the first mistake. First of all, let me tell you. Independent Artsakh was a byproduct of the stupidity of Levante Pedrosian. Okay, 
there, there was no international border. Soviet Union collapsed. There is no country called Soviet Union. There is no international border, period. Whatever you get, whatever you're going to have. So when we took back ARTA, it was an opportunity to establish new international border. We did not. I don't see Artsakh as an independent country. It's a province of Armenia that we lost. And the same thing with Nahidevan and Akhalkara. But are we realistically able to keep right now? Yesterday, some of your guests was mentioning, if right now they'll give us a Western Turkey, are we really, can maintain that? Can, can realistically, with our economy and the way that we are operating in Armenia, we cannot keep even current, in current 29,000 uh, kilometers land, whatever we left out of twenty nine thousand eight hundred. But as Jen, we'll have we'll have more Turkish citizens than we'll have Armenian citizens. The government will be it, overthrown within weeks. Yes, I'll, let's let's not kid ourselves. Let's be realistic. Five years plan. This five years plan should be uh, looked at it very critically because we are in a lifeline, and this is the time to reset the button. I am. I am talking to everyone in diaspora, in Armenia. Uh, think about what legacy you're going to leave for your uh, future generation. We don't want to be like authorities. Authorities are everywhere, but they don't have a country. So this is very important, very critical to think about what we can bring. Uh, I am working for Armenian government, not because I'm a political person. No, because I see... This is what I have to do, and I have to do what it takes. What, believe me, I would love to sit in my uh, home in L.A. and enjoy uh, anything that I created for the past 22 years. But I'm here. I'm here in the office that doesn't have an A.C., doesn't have a heating. Uh, during the winter, people are going to have a hard time here. I pay out of my own pocket to paint the room that I'm sitting in. So uh, think about... Uh, we, we, we are in a lifeline, and we have to think seriously. We have to, uh, yesterday someone mentioned being united or being one. Uh, if you don't want to be united, at least individually take an action, okay? Uh, I, I see what are that, some uh, ideas diaspora, you may have? Uh, one of the most important things that they can do is they can contribute to policy change in Armenia. People... Uh, don't think Armenia as a as a Disneyland or a tourist attraction. If you're coming to Armenia, have a plan. Have a plan. Uh, I took my kid every year that he comes uh, during the summer to Armenia. I'll take him to uh, a co-op, any organization that we can do volunteering together. We go to the villages. So take an action. Uh, yes, I understand you're bringing your family here to take a vacation to Dedicate an extra week uh, to do a work. There are millions of, our, uh, not millions, a thousand Armenian organizations that you can volunteer during the summer. Just don't, this concept of Armenia is a Disneyland for diaspora. It should, it, it should go away. You come to Armenia to visit your relatives, and you have to also contribute to the society. We have an impact as a diaspora. We can change the mindset of a young generation here. Uh, we can become an Armenian citizen, be part, be, be Armenian citizen, uh, take a dual citizenship, and participate in elections. <laughs> okay, so 
come here, register, register uh, somewhere. Uh, you have a, you, you can have an address here, and you can participate in all things. It's not just, uh, you know how it is. Uh, diaspora is uh, like a parent. Then every time Armenia throws tantrum, we throw a little money. Uh, oh, hey, you're having a tantrum. Get get this hundred fifty dollar and go buy your buy yourself a candy. You have to change that uh, perspective. But as, let me uh, let me ask you let me ask you this question, because um, uh, obviously we're you know we're, we want to make sure we can get to as many topics as we can tonight. But as far as as far as the culture in Armenia towards the diaspora, a lot of people discuss it as far as the Armenians in Armenia hate the diaspora. The diaspora is more devoted to Armenia than the Armenians in Armenia are. What is what is the relationship that the, the Armenians in Armenia have with the diaspora? Because there's a very large miscon- misconception that the Armenians in Armenia hate the diaspora, and we should basically keep our noses out of their business, and all all we're here for is monetary reason. Uh, let me tell you something that's partially true and partially not. The, so uh, the the correct or true true version of it is that uh, there is no such a thing as a hate. It's just uh, how they think about diaspora is okay. You have a solution. You every time you come here visit Armenia, you're just trying to teach me things, and you're here for one month, and, and you're gone, and you leave. So uh, that that sometimes somehow is fading away because right now for the past uh, two, three, four years, not the courtesy of uh, uh, revolution or anything, things are changing. After the Syria war, we have the influx of uh, Armenian Syrian immigrants coming to Armenia. They changed the demand. Right now, if you go to every single university, when people come and visit Armenia, they usually don't go visit universities. But because of the job that I have, uh, I do visit universities. And uh, you will see majority of the students in the universities are very open and welcoming to uh, diaspora. 20-30% of the classes are full of the diaspora students in the medical school. In AUA that I uh, teach, uh, as an adjunct professor. So things are changing. And what diaspora needs to know and needs to understand that uh, Armenia is not just a project. Armenia is what you are. And uh, yes, sometimes you, uh, every single one of us in some point were mad at our parents, weren't you? Uh, I always criticize my father that uh, what did, why didn't you push me to go to medical school? I just end up going to uh, politics and policy and uh, this and that. So sometimes we are, we are in the fight with our uh, homeland. So think about this uh, street. It's, it's supposed to be two-way street between diaspora and Armenia. And we have to take the political aspects of it out. ARF, ANCA, uh, diaspora... We have to be on the one same page. I think that's the hardest part of it. For the good of nation. It means we have to sacrifice our political reasons at some point. We can have a political belief when we have a country like Sweden, but we don't. We have a country like Afghanistan. Let's, let's 
let's be honest with ourselves. Our, our situation is not better than Afghanistan, folks. I am saying this because I can see it. I'm inside of it. So if we, are, we are worse than Afghanistan in some points because uh, we don't even have the infrastructure that Afghanistan has at this point. Wait, wait. So, Afghanistan yeah, has like the fifth largest um, uh, military at this point with American weapons. So by we default, by default, doesn't matter. It doesn't. They it have it the does fifth matter. largest already, military. Well, well they're down us. three black. Yeah, they're down Hawks, three Blackhawks. So. They can afford it. They'll train on those three. <laughs> yeah, they will drop a couple of them, but they eventually learn it. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Varej, do you think it's realistic? Because you you've mentioned that we have five years. Do you think that's a realistic goal? And as far as If you had all the power, let's say you were prime minister or you just... You were Nikol Pashinyan. Yeah. What do you think five years is enough time to accomplish what we need to? And if so, what would be, let's say, the three steps that you would need to take in order to to accomplish that? The, the first most important think is we need to bring professionals into the table. As if, if at this moment I'm the prime minister, I will open a call what the Israel did uh, uh, 56th or if I'm not mistaken, the first national Zionist uh, uh, convention was in 1956 or 57, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me wrong, Google. So, uh, so t- 10 years after their formation, basically. Yes. The first thing that we need to do is we need to bring, we need to have a first pan-Armenian serious convention in Armenia and invite everyone. No political party, nothing. Just bring what you have. And that's the first step. We have to come up with a a worldwide, national, international pan-Armenian plan to what is our future. Everyone comes here from all different groups, all different ages, and come up with the idea what you want to do and what can you do. Sim- simple. I always I always tell this. Uh, we spend five, six, seven, uh, eight, ten dollars a day to go to Starbucks and get a coffee. Why cannot we have a system that we can five or six, ten dollars, minimum five dollars a month to contribute to uh, Armenian budget? What, is John, uh, what are we gonna, What are we going to post on social media? We can't post that on social media. We need to have the iced coffee drink in our hand, showing our perfect nails, the Mercedes or the BMW we're driving. Uh, it's not possible. That $5 is way too much. Yes, so that's, that's, that's what we, we don't have. That's a Zionist ideology that we lack. Uh, so next step is to form an alliance with countries that they don't have a... Uh, they don't have... Uh, what uh, other, like you mentioned, form an alliance with uh, regional countries, regional powers, and sit down and say, we are here, we're open for business, and we are serious. And then public education, do, 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 do you believe after 40 years we don't have a public policy think tank in Armenia that can contribute to reforming the policy in Armenia? It's disastrous. Policy is not being studied in Armenia. Someone in the corner of some bureaucratic office 
sits down and writes a policy, puts the government, gets approved, and then there you go. That's, that's not called policy. That's just executive order. Policy needs to be studied. So we are very far behind the situation at this moment. At this moment, if somebody offers me a job of a prime minister in Armenia, I will not take it because I don't know how to do it. No. I can't. I can't. I can't save this country at this moment with this situation. It, there's no way. <laughs> you you mentioned earlier that Armenia is linked to Europe. Now, why can't, for example, I mean, I'm probably oversimplifying it, but from a as a businessman, I look at it and say, okay, if we need to run, let's say, pipelines from Iran to Europe or from even Afghanistan or wherever. We need to run pipelines to Armenia. We run those pipelines and we get a certain percentage of the activity, the revenue generated. That could generate a couple, bi- of money. couple billion dollars a year, which with our GDP, that's, that's a significant increase. So how, how come it's never been done where we collaborate with our neighboring countries to try to benefit from the resources, the natural resources they have, which we don't. Let let me tell you. Let me tell you why it hasn't been done for the past 30, 40 years. Because we always think, as an Armenian, we always think that let's make money today. We never have a planning. Uh, this is my issue with people in Armenia in general that. Uh, you always think about what I'm going to do uh, during the summer. It's a tourism, so I'm going to go airport, pick up a passenger, I'm charging 5,000 drums, and I'm happy. But he never thinks a deeper that if I go to the airport and I pick up a tourist, it's a very simple, simple example of how our country is being planned. If I go to airport, pick up a tourist, Instead of charging him 5,000 drums, let's charge him 1,000 drums, that's my fare, and give my card and information if, in case, he needs a taxi driver during his stay in 21 days or 30 days or 15 days, he can call me because I showed decency and I didn't charge him arm and leg from airport to Yerevan, which is a $1,200 fare, 200 drum fare. So we never planned. And why? Because the way that we were subject, I always say we have a, we, we are still in the PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder after genocide never went away uh, inside every single one of us. We always scared, okay, let's make money right now and not have a plan. At least Hima Lava. I think, I think, I think it's uses that against us yeah. every time, Varish. I think it's something more... they've learned about us. And they use it against us. I think it's time. I think it's more PTSD from the Soviet era, having the ruble collapse within a matter of days, weeks, where people who were have had millions of rubles in their account turned into nothing. Like toilet paper, to- literally toilet paper, where people were having nervous breakdowns, uh, depression, anxiety. Uh, they were completely. They it was a complete 180 of their personality. They turned into a different person because everything they had worked for was lost. Uh, that's the PTSD that I that I'm that I'm seeing. And as far as uh, the taxi driver is concerned, 
the, the mentality as far as business mentality, not everybody has it. They, they look at it as, um, as you mentioned, okay, if the money's there now, why should I do something else to make money where it's not guaranteed? Yeah, giving a card out, but for him, it, uh, for that driver, it's more of like, well, you know, let me just keep doing what I'm doing because it works. See, I had that experience in Armenia. Our driver was recommended by my brother-in-law who used, utilized his services in 2017. And since then, every family that goes to Armenia, we refer him to, 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 to the family. This driver. This driver. But I had the opposite experience with the landlord I rented the apartment from. This guy is charging Extreme Glendale Americana rates, okay? but never answers his phone, doesn't respond to text messages, where after the fifth, sixth time, I got into an argument with him. I said, listen, I said, this is the reason why our country is in the position that's in. Because I said, you can't think beyond your own pocket. I said, you have no idea who I am. Did he collect the money up front? Yeah. That's, that's your I, problem right there. No, no, no. It's not, about, it's not about that being the problem. You have to, whether he collects it up front or not, this doesn't make a difference. My my sister rented it from him as well. They did. They went to Airbnb. Same bullshit. Doesn't matter. I told this guy. I said, "Listen, you have no idea who I am. You just think I'm from the diaspora. You can do whatever you want. I'm here today. Yeah, I'm gone tomorrow." I said, "What you don't realize is maybe I know twenty people, fifty people a year that come to Armenia, right? And according to you, you manage thirty-five properties you rent out." Maybe maybe a couple of people like me could have your whole, all your properties rented out for the rest of the year because of, I'm like, but the, the because of your lack of professionalism, there's no way I'm going to refer anybody to you. I said, then that's why the country is where it's at because you can't think beyond your own wallet. You yes, just think, right. oh, and, this guy's from. But we have the same problem in America too. Yes, yes. That's well, what exactly is happening. In all the levels of the government you for can the past 30 years. Be you can afford to have it in America. You can't afford to have it there. It, it is. It is. For past 30, 40 years, what they thought when they came to the power, they said, okay, I'm going to be here temporarily. Let's make some money. And they all went and started making money. They never thought about infrastructure. They never thought about having the proper policy. What they did is they hand out, they hand over everything to the Russian Federation. Starting from the running and operating the pipelines of the gas and the major infrastructure of the country to the electrical power to telecom companies, everything was hand over to Russian Federation. Now try, ta now now try taking that back. Let me ask you a question. Exactly. It was handed to Russian Federation or oligarchs that belong to the Russian Federation. Well, does it make a difference? It does. No, <laughs> it's it does. the same shit. Wait, wait. Let me tell you why. If you just decide to step away from the SCSTO bullshit, if if you just uh, nation nationalize the nuclear power plant, if it's personally owned, you can nationalize it. How the hell are they taking the nuclear plant? No one's taking a nuclear plant. Well, hopefully not by you force. You can nationalize back anything you can prove that was illegally taken from hopefully the government. Hopefully not by force. Can be nationalized. Use force. Oh, yeah. 
Use force if I, you have to. I understand to that. To save the country, the you have to. I, I, I get it, but when you're talking about, like, quote-unquote, your oligarchs that you're saying, right? You nationalize it. They come in with force. What force are you going to fight back with against someone like that? That's our. That's the problem. That's there, there's there's a, there's an internal infrastructure that needs to be completely revamped before you could make any sort of large chess moves. Am I right, Varej? Yes, you're absolutely right. That there is nothing we can do at this moment to take over uh, gas pipelines or electrical grid, uh, any anything at this moment. Uh, Gazprom is operating the entire. Uh, if if we say something, they're gonna shut out, shut the gas down, and we're gonna. Uh, That's great. Debt if they shut your gas down, it gives you more intense incentive to work with your only neighbor left, Iran. Yeah. Better yeah, op- option there. We, Better option there. Better option there. There is there is an option, but there's no diplomacy. That's that's what the problem is. That's where I mean, we lack is uh, diplomacy. It's like on purpose. Yeah, we have no international diplomacy, and I feel like it's being done on purpose. Varej. our foreign affairs it, it, in Armenia is disastrous. It it is bad, but it is, and we have to sit sit down and think about it. We could do much better. When Nancy Pelosi was here, and we're all excited. Nothing happened. Do you think anything happened? Do you think Germany is safe now? No, 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 no. Nothing is. Nothing is. Give it another. Give it. Here's the thing. Give it another week. Everybody's gonna forget about Nancy Pelosi ever being there, and uh, everything is gonna go back to what it was a week prior to Nancy Pelosi being there. Nothing is gonna change. I mean, it it sucks that we're saying this. It's unfortunate that we're saying this, but it's it's the reality of it as well. And 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 we should accept the reality first. Part of the PTSD is to accept we are in a state of denial. So we are, and we deny. This denial took us seven years. I don't know how many years will take us to get to the years years of acceptance. But as soon as we accept that we don't have anything and we have to work with what we have, then that's an accept acceptance period starts. So we are. We are de- we are denying that we are not smarter than anyone else. We are denying that uh, we don't have anything in the country to represent and be a, be a, be sitting on around the negotiation table. I saw news today that uh, uh, Blinken was holding a conference between uh, Baku and Armenia, and I'm thinking, what are we taking to as as a diplomat of Armenia? What would I take? a negotiation table am i going to go sit there and cry oh you killed my people you took my land okay now what what do you have to say if you go and sit down and say you will never get a, a line or a road to cross to Nahidevan because i said so you will not gonna have i mean of course, we lost the war. Let's be. We are in not. We are not in the position that we can. We can talk to and do sit and negotiate with anyone. The only thing we missed for past 30, 40 years is we could have developed a nuclear weapon. We did not. We had a capability. And when you're a nuclear power, people come and sit down and talk to you. Nobody wants to talk to Kim Jong Un because he's crazy and he has bombs. Jeez. 
Is, is he repeating words I've used here before, huh? Well, there was What's going one, on there, here, there guys. Was, there was one man who wanted to talk to Kim Jong Un. Um, Varej, two men, yeah, well, Rodman two, and Trump. Yeah, Rodman and Trump. Varej, um, uh, we appreciate you taking time to speak with us, man. Uh, we really, really do. Uh, in the future, we'll definitely have another calling with you. Have you tune in with us and uh, let us know, you know, where the fate of Armenia actually lies. Uh, be safe, brother, um, and we'll definitely hear back from you soon. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you, Varej. I want I want you to mention the name of a five service woman that they lost their lives uh, uh, during this war. I, uh, extraordinary people, and uh, I get choked up every time I look at their pictures. Uh, we have a people we have people and and patriots that they are fighting war in the conditions that unbelievable. We're making bunkers out of the uh, used tires. So pray. Uh, and act because praying only is not the solution. Acting needs to come right after it. Name name the name of five service women. I have a list here, but I, I can't. I uh, I choke I choked up when I look at their pictures. Name their name today at the end of your program. Let your program close today. 200 episode of Rise not to be closed with the name of the woman that they fight for us. So have a good. Can you, can you text me? Can, my, yeah, text do, do us a names. favor. Send yeah, Armand those names. I'll, I'll read them off at the end of the show, Rajan. Thank find you very much. You. you got it, brother. Have, you, a, have a, have a, have yeah. a great day. Uh, be safe out there, and uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Thank you. You too, guys. Bye-bye. All right, brother. Bye, thank bye. you. Whew. Crazy. Not, not many people can do what he's done. No, man. Are you kidding me? Pack up and leave. He, he left he, his family behind. Yeah, I, I. Bro, he said he said his when his daughter visits, his kids visit in the summer. Yeah, in the yeah. summer he goes. You know, we go on ventures and uh, we go on uh, what's it called? Volunteering, uh, volunteering yeah. work. Right there, it's like all right. I mean, obviously, not to get into somebody's personal advice. Okay, are you are you? Is your family living here? You're by yourself. Are you coming back? Are you going and coming? I mean, there, there, see, there's a lot of questions out there, but. I mean, hats off to him, man. I mean, not everybody could do what he's doing. There's a lot of people that talk about it. There's a lot of people we've actually offered deals to where it's like, okay, you want to talk? One-way ticket. One-way ticket. Uh, see, while I was there the three weeks, I tried to envision myself living there, and it, it's difficult. It's not... Let me ask you a question. Could, do you see yourself going back as a tourist? Honestly. Be honest. As a tourist, with what intention? Depends. As, uh, whatever you just did, basically, these past two weeks, two and a half weeks. Seven, eight years down the line, the kids no, are... No, forget you know, seven, eight years. I'm talking about next two, three years. Honestly. See, it, it would have to be with... To go back, intention. it would have to be with a, a specific purpose. To I'm, go just to... That's not what I'm asking. Just to go hang out again? Yeah. It wouldn't be in the next two years, no. It would be maybe five plus years later. Just to basically kind of go see what what's going. To on. go as a tourist again, yes. Well, but, okay, send that to me and I'll read. I'll read off. But uh, but if I had a purpose, like a specific purpose, then sure I would. Because um, going for a purpose is a different reason. Whether you're working with a nonprofit, a project, something like that. But as far as going out there, um, 
you know, just to visit Armenia because there's people that go there every year. Yeah, yeah, and but but see, that's the thing. I have a friend I, that goes on a monthly basis. I know, <laughs> I know people who go there. Let's say, for example, once a year. But the reason why they do that is, for instance, is because, let's say they're gonna this year they're planning on traveling to Switzerland, right? What they'll do is they'll stop in Armenia for a week and then they'll go to Switzerland. Or the following year they want to go to Italy, they'll stop in Armenia for a week and then they'll go to Italy. Italy. Well, because oh, Armenia is a central route for traveling. I mean, you look at some of the tickets that are available outside of, uh, you know, leaving Armenia. You can go to Dubai. Again, these are not actual rates, but these are approximate rates as far as from people yeah, that I've spoken to. Dubai, you can go for 350 round trip. Greece was like four or five hundred bucks. No, it's not four or five hundred. How much was from Greece? Armenia is cheaper, isn't it? Yeah, round trip is three hundred dollars. Well, Greece. there you go. It's even yeah. cheaper than that. Uh, Italy, same thing, three four hundred. Um, yeah. There was uh, London was I think five six hundred. A lot of people go to Egypt from Armenia. Egypt is another Light go like five days, six, uh, six yeah. days, yeah. five nights is like four hundred bucks. Dude, my my cousin spent yeah. for a, a weekend and two days. He spent twelve hundred dollars to go to Dubai. I mean, from Armenia. Yeah, Dubai is very weekend. close. Yeah. So nine days, twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. No, I said a weekend and weekend and a day, like basically Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and like a Monday, twelve hundred dollars. Okay, so say four days. All right, cool. It's like a weekend, a it, weekend and a day. It's equivalent to us flying to Texas. Yeah, That's how it is. Or it's, it's a, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then exactly. from Armenia, you can fly three to four hours to many different destinations. Yeah. Although you're centrally located. See, that's the thing. Bro, Vartan, Rajanyan Vartan said something to me a couple of years ago, and it stuck to me. He always said, he was like, there's something about that land, that small piece of land where... There's no natural resources. There's nothing really there. There is plenty of natural If you're going to talk resources. about minerals, I'm going to I'm going to leave no, the show right bro, now. There's more than just minerals. <laughs> there's a lot there. What is it, Ed? There's even oil in Armenia, Give I believe. A... I promise you there is. Okay, love. Okay, well, well, let me get to what I was okay, saying. Go you let me get to what the I was saying. Fairy too. I, yeah. mean, <laughs> what, I do. What do you know? Yeah, that's a Santa there. Claus is coming it's as well. There. What's there that you know? Not that you Moliden for sure is there. Which what? you're going to Moliden is it's big, bro. It's it's everything you're gonna have. Okay, let me get to what I was saying. Let you're me get to what I was so saying. He was he mentioned he said as far as actual natural resources, as far as whether it's oil, gold, copper, something where there's an actual you could dig up, sell it to China, sell it to the U.S., sell it to Germany. I don't give a shit who it is. There there isn't anything actually there, but there's something that's literally pulling everybody to that land. Whether it's from the Middle East, whether it's from Europe, whether it's from the States, there's something that's pulling you towards that land, and nobody can explain what it is. But it's not for everybody, though. When you say that land, it's because again, it's it's in a location where you have access to a lot of different countries. But at the same time, how many? Remember, we talked about this with Armin Orojan. There's what six thousand languages in the world. How many countries? How many languages that actually have a country? Yeah, Armenia was is basically what, on one of 192 something like countries. That, yeah, yeah 192, right? So, one, it's not like there's 2,000 countries out there, and to to be only one of 200, it's a major thing. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. 
195 countries. 195. What are we at? We're at two hours, 11 minutes. Uh, we can jump into Greece or we can take Arno's call. Let's take call and then go to Greece, huh? I thought, I thought, I thought he was going to take a Taco Bell break or something. Oh, man. Oh, God. I, no, I didn't, bro. I hey didn't boy. do it. I didn't I, do it. Take it easy. So Armon brought us some nice gifts from Armenia. And I actually, yesterday, not today. Yeah, yesterday. What was and it? I put them to use. Lava shop. Lava oh, shop? my God. Yeah. Those were great. You had a nice colon glance. <laughs> hey, Mom. I'm going to have a colonoscopy. <laughs> what are you doing? Lava shop came with him. What are <laughs> oh Jesus! How many times? How many bowel movements did you have? I, oh, I ate it right before I left. Oh, I'm getting prepared for later tonight. Oh, you guys right. want to see something cute? My son is actually. Jess, wa- you may want him to sleep in the garage this. tonight. This is him watching us right now. Is on, on TV? So cool, man. <laughs> He's probably wondering how. He's like, how the, how the hell is he on that desk? Give him a tablet so our views go up. What are you doing, man? Oh, Arno, are you calling in? Arno, call call Armand. Uh, if you're not going to call in, we're going to go to Greece and then we're going to yeah. call it a show. Once we go to Greece, we're not going to answer your back. It's para calor. Jeez. Arno. There he goes. There he comes. Is that you? Do I answer it? Uh, it's not me. <laughs> Hello. Hello. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? Good, man. How you doing, buddy? What up, Arno? How you doing? Good. First, I want to congratulate you for your 200th episode. Um, what are you drinking? Let me ask you that. At this moment, earlier on, I was drinking my McKellen while I was having my night cigar at McKellen. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the congratulations, man. No, congratulations. It's not an easy task you're doing, especially during this war. You guys face some BS criticism from uh, retarded people. Um, that <laughs> no, don't use the R word, man. It's very <laughs> offensive. Retired, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, retired. Retardedly retired. <laughs> Name the movie. <laughs> Name the movie. <laughs> that was Borat. Oh yeah. He goes, he goes. So what do you do for a living? Well, I'm retired. Oh, you're retired. <laughs> it is very nice that you allow to retard to sit in the table with you. Watch now, people are gonna give me shit. They're gonna be like, "Oh, he said, he said the R word live on the podcast." <laughs> no, but um, jokes aside, what the podcast is is it's, it's, it's uh, two, three hours out of a week that Kianki's Andre to miss you come. It feels like you're having your nightly dinner and chat with the homeboys, with the friends, with the fellas. Well, you after know, after friends, you know, w- was off 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 air. I think. Why is that supposed to right? Honestly, man, it's like for, for us, it's like when we don't see, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, uh, when there's certain people that are missing from the live, yeah, you feel like you're like, ah, you know, some, something's going on. Like, uh, I hope everything is okay with them. Mind you, oh, yeah. we, don't, we don't see each other every day. We don't talk to each other every day. Yeah, you know, we, we converse as far as once a week on the podcast, but there's something as far as with certain viewers that we have where, you know, you don't see their name pop up 
in regards to a comment or a concern or something on the live, and you go, well, you know, like John I, I, was missing for a few. Yeah, weeks. like literally, we said it with John. Oh yeah, from our point of view too, from a listener, now I'm like, hold on, the comments. Where's John? Where's Debbie? Where's this? Well, Where's John, that? John, I had to call. Community, <laughs> with John missing, I had to call every psych unit in LA to see if, if yeah. he admitted it. We thought it was a fifty-one fifty old for a minute. Yeah. But. I mean, we we called his uh, adult daycare center. They said no, he's been checking in and out. Everything's fine. Well, we are charging his Medicare. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but me, uh, One thing you guys know that I don't think that Nicole is the person that Armin needs right now. But me, Let's not forget that this dumb idiot, which he is, he had only a year and a half in power when the war started. What we do, but we expected this guy to build it, build up a military in one or two years. One, let's not forget that. Two, Armin Hishmefer, yes, we don't ask me months ago, Russia is the bigger enemy, not Azerbaijan, not Turkey, Russia. Why? Because if this was back in 2000. 2019. I'm saying something else. 2012, 2011, 2012. Sir Sarkisian made an announcement saying he wants to leave Europe. Okay? The day before him leaving Europe, out of nowhere, he gets a meeting in Russia and he joins the CSTO. Why? Because that year, Iran passed their agreement that they're going to build a pipeline to Armenia. Now, look at it this way. What does Ukraine, what does Georgia, and what does Armenia have in common? Within the last 10 years, all those countries have either crumbled, gone through war, and now it's Kazakhstan. Okay, but what is what is what is Armenia, Georgia, and Ukraine, Ukraine done? Hold on. What have they done on a political scale that's pissed off Russia? They've gone. No, they've it's not about right pissing now. off Russia. They've gone. It's about their interests. It's all it's, about interests. Correct. Right again, it's it's their, it's, right it's, it's their interest, but it's what they've again. Their interest is what's pissed off Russia. Again, this is going back to what I was saying. If Armenia had held Russia's hand on a nationalistic level, this we would not be where we are right now. Oh, Armenia let Armenia. go of Russia's hand and oh. went globalist. That's what happened. No, yes, please, Even if you didn't, Russia would do that to you. No, man. Our nuclear plant, our electricity plant, our yes, water plant, system. everything is given to Russia. Armenia is just nothing is ours. Why? Because Iran gas pipelines were going to go through the Sinic region, was going to go through uh, Ukraine, was going to go through other countries. To supply Europe. Now, why do you think Artsakh war happened? Artsakh war happened because Azerbaijan couldn't attack Armenia and Sunik over Artsakh. First, they had to invade Artsakh, gather Artsakh. Now it's quote unquote corridor time. Same thing in Ukraine, same thing in Georgia that happened eight, nine years ago. This is not Azerbaijan and Armenian Papakan war. Yes, we always hate each other, we will always hate each other. This is a goddamn proxy war that Russia. Is using Azerbaijan and obviously high Spanish Kampokran, Azerbaijan, Yamareti Lava. But Rusa Tikela Paitigin, Voshta Hai Pajaro, Voshta Menkazorin Kesinkini. No, that stupid little Nancy Pelosi that she's older than Azerbaijan 
that little fact that she came walked on the land plays big role. Now, Turkakan already nominated, so why did Turkey stop their credit card act- uh, transactions from Russian banks? I'm not talking about the regular people, me and you, that go to McDonald's and buy a burger. No, I'm talking about multi-million billion business transactions. Why? Because our America threatened sanctions. They stopped it. Why did China warn Putin the other day regarding Kazakhstan and think war? Because it's bothering uh, China's interests. We have the opportunity to use this as an amazing platform to step away from the CSTO. If those pipelines, if the student... Arno, region, but are you ready thing. for the consequences that come with that? Shock monitor. No, there's a no, lot of things that can be much worse, bro. No, yes, I agree with you, majority of the things, you know that. But we've had a lot of conversations know, about this. But today, no, the atmosphere is a little different. Ed, you, uh, Arno, you walk away from the CSTO, you could say buy the Armenian less than five years. Years? Arno, English, please. English, por favor. Well, you think, you, you think after five years, if you continue on, you continue this, or is it going to be if you If you align so your... If, again, look, look here, hold on, hold on. I said you. You remember I said this on the Hike Martirosian podcast as well. I said if it continues the way it's continuing, it's going to be gone. Yes, but if you align yourself with the proper allies, which is again I'm mentioning Iran, Pakistan. I'm sorry, Pakistan, uh, Iran, India, I Saudis, with, Egypt. Uh-huh. You need to align yourself with those people at 100%. this at, at this point. Now the 100%. question the question is: Will it be done, or will the current regime, current government? lean more left and try to lean towards America and this NATO bullshit that's going on. That, that is I, no, that the I big question. That, I agree with you. But tonight, when you're when NATO countries and when, quote-unquote, you're saying Iran, Pakistan, all of them are saying we're here to support you under one condition. Technically, by law, you have to leave the CSCO. So either way, whether you want help from America or you want help from, let's say, Pakistan, uh, Pakistan, India, or uh, uh, Iran, you have to leave that organization. No matter what, you have to leave, leave that organization. It's all about timing uh, at this point. CSTO, they asked CSTO, how come you didn't come? You have an agreement with Armenia. How come you didn't come and offer military help? Because when you were going through your civil war, as a duty, Armenia sent 500 soldiers to come protect your border. How come you didn't do the same thing? Armenia met the agreement. How come you didn't meet your agreement? You know what the answer was? We don't We don't know what Armenia's uh, borders are. That's politically saying we don't look at Armenia as an existing country anymore. Armenia proper. Yes, when your ally doesn't know, doesn't recognize your borders, that means politically they don't recognize it as a country. We're doomed. Either way, we stay with that organization, whether it's five years or ten years, we're done. Yes, but... And if you look so at the it, CSTO, there's no country in there. All the countries, I, I consider Russia an enemy as well, but every other country in that CSTO is much alliance closer alliance. A Turkic, they're so, Turkic so nations. So the, in the CSTO, we have, we have, their we have blood Russia. is Turkic nations. Okay. In the CSTO, we have Russia, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan. Uh, who else do we have? They're all Kyrgyzstan. aligned Kyrgyzstan. militarily with Azerbaijan. The only country that's not aligned militarily with Azerbaijan is Gezu. I didn't Armenia. know those countries are still around. Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan. is where Borat is from. They're still around? Yeah, they're still around. that's a humongous yeah. country, bro. Kazakhstan? Maybe about 10 times the size of Armenia. Maybe Did you guys hear what happened in Iran today? More. In Iran? Did you guys hear what happened in Iran today about the protest? No. Now what? 
what they're trying to do right now is drug my book at the world. And me, Bonnie Lassen, I'm going to cut it short. One thing that they criticized Pashinem this past couple of days that everybody, people like us are criticizing, but militarily-wise, people are saying, finally, you did something normal is he didn't mobilize the military. He didn't lock down the country. He didn't say everybody from the age of 18 to 40 to prepare to war. Why? Yes. So you think that's that. a good thing at this point? Let me say why. Let me say why. Because that showed that we are not in war. That proves to the world that this is an aggression from their behalf. We are just defending ourselves. We're not claiming war. We're not saying we're in war. We're not mentioning the war. Uh, the word war. If you look at every single meeting, Alin Simonian did, Arvian did, Pashinian did, they didn't mention the word. Uh, the word we are in war once. So that's why that kind of put Azerbaijan in the, in, in the corner that they're not declaring war. They're declaring this is self-defense. That's why the first one day it was clashes between Armenia and Azerbaijan. Clashes. And then, no, they realized, no, it's not clashes. One country is mobilizing their military. This one is not mobilizing the military. And then the script flipped. This is aggression. This is aggression. This is aggression. That's one thing that... Every military people outside of Armenia, the highly military leaders are not the nobody. My neighborhood kids could defend me bigger than those people. That's I'm not talking true. about France, I'm talking about Iran, I'm talking about, no, hey John, majority of them, I'm not talking about the kids, I'm talking about the paid off people that just have that courtroom general that they didn't even deserve to be general. Why somebody came in power, gave him the general thing, the Washington Capitol, I'm a general. I'm not talking about those kids. The kids but are heroes you, without a doubt. Ten years ago, you could have bought yourself a general title well, you for don't think 30 you grand. Today? Yeah, it's much cheaper. Today? Today's today's uh, uh, system is much cheaper. The and prices have gone down. That's the sad part. That's what I'm saying. And people like that buy those patches. I'm not talking about the kids. I'm talking about those dumbass generals. Oh, of course. Uh, Every single one of them said that was an amazing step that you didn't mobilize the military. Your kids held their own. And right now, one more thing. When we go to Twitter, we click on Armenia to see what the news is in Armenia. Okay? How come we don't click on Azerbaijan? Do you know that within the past two days, there's been big protests in Azerbaijan that Armenia is not even talking about? That we're not even infiltrating that? That we're not even tweeting nonstop messaging, posting? Well, Those Twitter, Twitter, going... Twitter, TikTok, Instagram have been disabled in Azerbaijan. And usually anytime why? those guys disable TikTok, Twitter, you know and all why? that, they're getting ready for war, guys. No, every time, every no, time no, they no, disable, there's an attack that takes place, yes, man. there's an attack coming. No, other than is, that, man. there was videos coming out, multiple videos in Baku. People were chanting on the streets, they want to go against Ali. One general of Azerbaijan said, before the war, you told us Armenia is a crumbled country. Armenia's military is crumbled. So can you please explain to us how come in 48 hours we have 100 confirmed deaths? And the deaths that we have are not regular people deaths. Those are the special ops deaths. If that country's military is crumbled, what's going on? So there's actual protests going on in Baku right now. For for for, for the past two days, there was protests. But each high bond and now made Instagram. You're looking at their Instagram. It's the same three pictures. It's the same lady saying, I am Armenian, I want peace. All right, ask tongue, post their shit, play, play mind games with them. Do stuff like that that messes with them, bro. It's that same picture that's been circulating with that same shit everybody's posting. It's a five, six post that everybody's posting the same thing. All right, ask tongue, post their shit. 
expose them, expose their weakness, expose what's going on in their country, expose the weakness that they have. Why are we posting the same five pictures? Including myself. I'm not saying I'm different, including myself. We're not. Like, one more thing, that, that, that lady's video. Why are we showing that around? In a way, yes, how come you, you want to fight her up any to go kill him? But you don't think that's mentally effing people? You don't think that talks hokut vernamen, your talks men are duchnerik to men? Bro, Those it's not, it's not only the ladies' video. Do you see some of these videos of these kids, it's that the, kid going to his father's graveside, uh, the little girl who basically talks about losing her father. Bro, you know how much that breaks people? I was telling my wife the other day. I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I can't watch that video. But Azerbaijan, when you go on Azerbaijan on Twitter, majority of the tweets are not like that tweet. The, the majority of tweets are them tweeting Armenian bodies. We don't tweet Azerbaijani bodies. We don't tweet Azerbaijani deaths. We don't tweet Azerbaijani losses. We don't tweet that. We don't mess with their heads like they mess with our heads. What we do, we tweet the same RIPs. Bro, this is not the time to do that. This is not the time to sit there and say, we're going to lose this country. We're going to lose this country. We're going to lose this country. Lord, high in the Arab, we're going to lose this country anyways in 10 years. So what's the difference? Well, if you have the mentality, then... That's the worst right thing. Now. And, and every time I hear someone say shit like that to me, it's it's so discouraging that... I can't even get these people to change their mind at this point. If I used have to have that. Why, if you have the mentality, why even wait another five years, risk another 500 deaths, 1,000 deaths? <laughs> Give it to them now. Give it and move on. But that's not the solution. That's not going to fix I anything. I understand that's not the solution. The solution starts on the mentality, the way we start thinking. Of course, Our problem the, is we are a negative Arno, country. Arno, look at Armenia. Armenia is being pulled to the east. Armenia is not east. Armenia is being pulled to the West. Armenia is not West. Armenia is, no, Armenia, is Armenia, nothing else. Uh, Everyone that's willing to help us today has to something to gain. No country, that's, including that's, our that's, own neighbor. That's, that's how the world runs. That's yes. How the world runs. You're a small but country. Hey, John, I understand. I agree with you 100%. But if Armenia does not have A, B, and C to offer to the world, we have to do what Turkey did, bro. What did Turkey do? NATO needed Turkey's land. NATO needed Turkey's land for a military basis to be right in front of Russia. Each other, the Turkey, and I said, okay, I'll use you. I'll build it up. I'll build my country up. I'll build my country up. Why can't we do that? Do what? Why can't we say, for example, Iran, come put your bases in our country, because America, you, or India, Because whoever. your country is not Turkey. That's why. Hold on, who was Turkey 100 years ago, uh, 50 years ago, 60 years ago? The same murderous ago? country. The same murderer no, 100 when, years when, ago when is NATO, the same murderer today. When NATO put its bases in country, country was a failing state. Or no, country, today, NATO, existence of NATO today, existence of CSTO, both of those organizations should cease to exist. Both of those. What was, well, the, what, what was the point of NATO? NATO was put together... Against uh, USSR, right? If you're saying in a humanity way, yes, I agree. No organization like that should should exist. But if they do, now a lot of things shouldn't exist in the world. But if you do, you got to pick a card, right? You got to pick, bro. We have two legs. We want one leg to be on the left side, one leg to be on the right side. Pick. 
pick and choose which leg do you want. The leader which you have you in want? power today, what do you think this guy is going to choose? Well, the leader we have in power today doesn't even know what he wants to do with his wife. Fine, head. but let me ask you this. Who do you see sitting in his spot? Name two I, names, three names that could possibly shift something. Two names. I cannot give a name, but the only thing that I can say, it should be person outside of America. Uh, outside of Armenia. Outside of Armenia. Somebody, you know that's unconstitutional today, Ar- right? Hold on. Coach Arian, when Coach Arian became a president, he was not even a resident of Armenia. He was same. Armin Sarkisian, the same thing. He was not so if, 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 if it was done in the past, it could be done right now. End of story. That's it. Okay, you, let's say... You're you saying somebody from, somebody from the diaspora to become name a president? two names in the diaspora. Two. One, two names. Armand Dopar. <laughs> I think you do a great job. <laughs> I, I actually tried. They didn't want me. They that, said he's overqualified. Why, yeah, that's I why think. I was in Armenia. Actually. He's being audited. So he's he he right going to show his tax I, returns before he can run I for president. the legal department from a lab in my office. I can't. He's going through colonoscopies on a financial <laughs> note right now, so he can't run for president. Oh, um, I just want to get it across. Thank you, brother. And, uh, Thanks for the continuous support. Yeah. Well, Thank appre- you, appreciate your support. Appreciate your love. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you soon. Uh, we're tired Definitely. of seeing. We're tired of seeing your name on a on a on a damn phone screen. Uh, uh, but a- I'm still disappointed in Arno. Oh, because well, didn't show up. Oh, you didn't show up to the famous man. We were surprised you didn't show up. Do you know why I didn't show up? We don't know. Did you have COVID? Did you have COVID? I had COVID. I even texted you guys saying I have COVID. Oh, Did you? You didn't text us. Yes. Which no, one I of us? Did you? It was a it was an Instagram message. I texted I texted one of you guys. It's like, hey, I'll screenshot it. And I'll send you should it. screenshot it and send yeah. it over Jeez. so yeah, one of these please. assholes can yeah. take the that's, blame. That yeah. sounds like fake news, man. Yeah, like, and it sounds know. like one of these two. Smells guys. like smells like CNN. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, take care of yourself, Arja. We'll see you soon, brother. All right, brother. Bye. Bye, Alper. So greasy it is. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. Move on. There's, move on. There's, seriously. There's no... No calm. No, no smooth no transitions. This is wise nuts. It's finished next. I mean, I, I, what else are you, you going to say? Look, none of, us are, none of us are political experts. None of us are politically correct. We have our opinions. It's in the disclaimer. Politically correct does not exist on this show. Yeah. Please, if you're expecting any political correctness, uh, we yeah. just kiss my I mean, ass a yeah. lot. Go, go read the disclaimer on our on our YouTube, on our Facebook, on our Spotify, on our iTunes, on all on all the platforms, and you'll see. Look, this is a conversation between three gentlemen. Sometimes we have a well, most of the time we have a guest, and that's what it is. It's a conversation, and. We're putting it out there for you guys to tune in with us and listen to the conversation that we're having. Uh, our opinions might piss you off. Our opinions might not piss you off. You may agree with us. You may disagree with us. That's, the, be- Don't that's the beauty of the United States of America. If it if our, if our conversation upsets you, grab a pillow, right? Yeah, if our conversation of- offends you... Uh, I don't know exactly what time it is. Grab a TV guide. But on Channel 7, there's four women that sit down. They converse... There's a lot of estrogen in that room. It's called the View. Go cool. tune. Go tune into that. Was John at the fame? Yeah, he was there. He was. John was, he was drunk trash. out of his mind at the famous. I had like, I had like two five, drinks I with John. Five forty-five. Bro, John had a, had a glass like this filled to the rim, and I'm I'm looking at him like, 
John, is that is that all alcohol or is that tea? Because please tell me it's tea. And he goes, what, what did he say? He was just like, you bet your ass. Quadruple shot. <laughs> yeah, quadruple shot. Slurring his word. I was just like, oh, jeez. Had you a know, great you know night. He's listening, right? And that was a great night. Yeah, disclaimer, Arno is not a financial advisor. Yeah, you're yes, Arno is well, we'll not probably, a financial advisor. But yeah. Arno is financially stable than most of the people. See? Maybe he's a financial advisor. We need to do another event like the famous one. Uh, yes. Yes. I know, I know uh, Over Under wanted to host yes. it, and then there was the burger places where. Uh, burger uh, place. Yeah, Smash, uh, Smash That's LA. That's also them. I think Narg's both of them. Is he both of yeah, them? Yeah. Okay, Smash LA and, and uh, Over Under want to host. Uh, and then Vosgen said he's going to take care of the audio this time. Hey, and l- in the comments, please to let us know who would be down to hold another night at the Over Under at Burbank on Sanford. Yeah, if you guys, I, I guess we could make a flyer and we could ask people on Over Under. Or but Smash we will get our dates well, together. No, first. we first have to go scope out the scope out the conversation. Can't just. But well, Ed was Ed was there. You said there was a big room in the back, right? There's a big room in the back, okay. but Ed still. What's a big room? Because like big room no, for me yeah. is like, like twenty yeah. people, bro. Yeah. Okay, that's not okay. No, Ed. but then the whole place is open. N- the whole pl- Ed. We'll go check it out. Let's leave it. I at apologize. That, okay, guys, respect, guys. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna check out. The, yeah, we're when gonna it comes to certain things. No. We're gonna walk in. There's gonna be like two. I've boots. been there, bro. People are already saying, "Let's do over under." There you go. Guys, hold on. We're, we're gonna we'll, go we'll get back to you guys on this one. <laughs> We'll check it out. We may not be financial advisors, but we can measure shit. So we'll go measure out the room. Because at the famous, we had a we had well over a hundred people, hundred and fifty people there, and it was it was. Let me put it to you this way: it was chaotic. It wasn't chaotic. Of course, it was, man. It was just right. I I think it was chaotic. No, chaotic not in a hold on, hold on. chaotic not in a bad way. Chaotic as in like. It was exciting. If, if there was sense. another thirty people, it would have been it would have been overpacked. Nah, we had room for another fifty, eighty. In people. the back, yeah. where the entrance was. Yeah. Mind see, you, we were having audio see, difficulties. John as says well. it's not the size; it's how you use it. John, have you ever bought a three-inch dildo? <laughs> Does it even exist? <laughs> <laughs> Let him answer the first question, bro. What if he finds uh, it? Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! Uh, brand. By the way, we talked about picnic. <laughs> Ella, don't get any idea. Ella's like, we could do it in our backyard. Don't give any ideas. <laughs> the picnic. <laughs> we'll do the picnic at Arno's backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cook. I'll barbecue. Okay. Um, I mean, we could fit a hundred. We could fit a hundred people in the backyard. Either. <laughs> See why he's a financial advisor, jo- ladies and gentlemen. John says, "I never bought one. I borrowed yours." <laughs> Uh, so you use the used one, John. <laughs> John's putting the phone. John's putting the phone in his pants. Armand says, "Do that at our salon." Uh, By the way, we talked about how having the, uh, you know, some of our viewers not. Uh, scissor genius. Oh, that's Armand. Oh shit! Uh, you guys talked about how you know the viewers have become part of the show, and when they're not there, you can. You, you know who's not yeah. in the crowd. Right? So how? So that's how, why Arno uh, was standing out. Like not seeing Arno that night was weird. 
So, uh, so what was it like not having me on the show for four? What was it four episodes? Well, no, we had four episodes, Wait, but two of them we did shows and two we did not. No, we yes. had four. What are you talking? We had Matt, we had Narnia, we had Mike, and then we were supposed to have Ani, but unfortunately, the war we broke. Sh- we skipped two weeks because of the holiday. One, no, two weeks, bro. One for the. Oh, but we skipped the holiday. We were supposed to have Ani Simonian on, and Ani canceled. Exactly, and then that was two shows in a row we didn't do. Correct, but as far as shows are concerned, we did three shows. Three, three shows, shows we were supposed two to we do. Missed. We were supposed to do four shows without Armand. Could have been five, no, because yeah. of the long yeah. weekend. Yeah, and again, uh, I. Had so you're trying to see if we miss you? No, we well, didn't miss you, bro. Same L- guy. Levick says he didn't watch much without me, but which I'm surprised because I thought you were his favorite. And well, thanks, Levick. It, it just shows it just shows your support. Favorite, Thank you so much, Levick. John says it was never better, which means, and it wasn't worse either. Never been better, meaning without you. Yeah, meaning I mean, me being here, I'm as useless as tits on a boy. <laughs> tits on a what? A hot dog. <laughs> No, we. Uh, it was. Uh, it's an. I mean, with as far as with Ani Simonian, I mean, I respect her. She called me that morning. She said, "Look, I I don't feel comfortable doing the show uh, because of the circumstances," and I respect her for it. I said, "Look, uh, she's I, on a plane to Armenia right now." Yeah, she's on a speak. Yeah, she's on a plane to Armenia right now, and I said, "I I, I respect you as well. You're like a big sister for us. Whatever you want to do," because she was like. She said something that made sense, and and that's one of the reasons why we decided to kind of put Lay the show back on hold. For a couple of weeks, yeah. She said, "I don't think it's right for for me to come there, sit down, sp- and speak about the Almut book and being a single mom and blah 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 when we have young men literally being killed on in the front lines." Literally, Almut. As soon as, as soon as she said that, I said, "Anjan, forget it. We're, we're we're done. We're not doing the show." I was. I, I mean, how do you, how do you come back to that? Yeah. What? <laughs> Why is everybody quiet? Greg, <laughs> Greg says it wasn't the same. What, what did Greg say? It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same without Armand. Felt like the Bulls lost Michael Jordan. Uh, you want? You want? You want? You want? Grab a room with Greg? Yeah. Why not? He's a. He's an He's an attractive he's bald man, guy. just the type you like, young man. I think Levick's into. He loves my voice for some reason. Yeah, you guys yeah, should see the sleeps to your voice. I think. <laughs> we should bring the fourth nut back and have him sit here. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys, hundred and sixty shows. What? You still without you guys <coughs> still had to make that noise, huh? What, what noise? What noise would you make? I didn't make any noise, yeah. but I want to hear it again. One more time. Let's go. No, 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 no. The no, the. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Unbelievable, young man. I can't top that. You guys, these are grown men. <laughs> Levik, I'm not gonna get glasses, bro. I'm just your your eye, <laughs> your vision is like muscles. You gotta work it. Don't don't give up on it. Yeah. yeah. Don't give in to the ophthalmologist bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> They have IRS issues also. They have a vested interest in you purchasing glasses. But yeah, anyways. So So. uh, let's jump into Greece. Let's talk about let's talk about the food in Greece first. Because okay, we we, the food in Armenia, we already understood. uh, as far as the rating is concerned. By the way, we should do a food show. Uh, uh, the rating in Armenia as far as food out of ten, what would you give it? 
on the quality average. of the food or overall, on overall experience? Oh, man. Oh, I saw six coming out. <laughs> like six and a half, seven max. Okay. And he's being generous seven in a sense? Yeah. No, it, dep- it depends on how you rate your food. I mean, on a normal rating scale, for example, for me, if it's if it's a five or under, it's I'm not going to have it ever again. Like, I, I will not have it. But you will repeat six and above. Six and seven, I'll have it, but I won't go out of my way to get it. He's like, I'll have it, but for weekday, you not weekend. You know what was interesting? Most of the burger spots, when you order a burger, they give you black gloves. So you see, even myself, I tried it once. You see these, everybody like, you're wearing black gloves and eating a burger. So your hands don't get you're, all greasy. But bro. yet when you order chicken wings, they don't give you gloves. Chicken Which wings are 10 times messier than a burger. Why were you wearing, Why would you wear gloves to eat a burger, though? Just to, for the messiness? For yeah. your hands to not smell like that's, that's Arno likes the smell of condiments on his hands every now and then. <laughs> why are you laughing, bro? Yeah, yeah. News gets around fast, Arno. Why what? is Levick yelling, bro? What do you mean? Levick's yelling. Where? <laughs> why are you le- yelling, Levick? Jesus Christ! Why are you getting upset over his caps typing? I don't understand. I bro, just annoy. I hate it when people type in caps, bro. Well. Who is it that's constantly typing in caps? Yeah, Levik. Not Levik. No, no, somebody else. Levik just started. Why? Doing... Why? Okay, it's, isn't that easier to read caps? Well, does that? Uh, well, Levik says something to talk to me. Levik has probably some real estate questions. Does that? Does <laughs> that like uh, oh, set you off? He's or writing something? in caps so Armin can see. When did Armin become the blind bat? I don't understand. That's your Armenia trip. Oh, Arno wrote in all caps as well. You're saying me. But anyways, okay, Armenia sti- Armenia's in the sixes as far as food. Now, yeah. we're flying over to Greece, uh, food-wise. Oh, Mediterranean food is the best in the world. Rated. Mediterranean food is the best, healthiest diet in the world, number one. And in my opinion, you get the best seafood from the Aegean Sea, which is the Greek Sea, Mediterranean Sea there. There's there's no water like it in the world. Cancun, Jamaica, Maldives, Fiji, all this yeah, they're nice, they're great, they're beautiful. But the quality of the water, the sea, the Aegean Sea is unfucking believable. It's not warm, it's chill, but it's like drinking water clear. You're in there, you just don't want to get out. It's there's a different feel. Have you been to the Caribbean? Yes. What part of the Caribbean have you been to? Have you been to like... Jamaica. Okay. Because yeah. Negril is beautiful. I've been to Negril. Negril is, is just... I'm not saying it's not beautiful. I've been to, for example, uh, Isla Mujeres, which yeah. Yeah, Isla Mujeres, you walk two miles and it's still three yeah, feet. Yeah, it's up to your knees. But it's not the Aegean Sea, the water. The, it's like crystal. Like this... See... Cancun, Jamaica, all that, the Atlantic Ocean, Miami, certain parts of South, it's beautiful water. But it, it doesn't, Aegean Sea has like this diamond shining crystalness to it. Uh, it's it's weird. When you're in there, it's just, it, it's different. And this was your second trip to, second trip yeah. to Greece, right? How did this, how did this one feel compared to the last one you were there? 
Well, it's different because I'm with my wife no, and no, kids. No. So forget, forget that aspect of it as far as emotionally. Because like we're, we talked about Armenia's emotion. You Look, landed I, there. I have a lot of connection with the Greek culture because... Because we see you when you're posting food. It's always Greek. Anytime you're posting right. food, it's Greek music. Yes, because because Greek music just puts me at this mental ease. Zen mode. And And I don't listen to the typical Armenian Greek. The Greek I listen to is not what most Armenians listen to. I don't listen to Zilebo and Ronios. That's not Greek. That's... That's like having uh, Taco I mean, you, Bell for Mexican yeah. food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Taco Bell is not... Uh, Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great example. <laughs> um, I got it from your Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. this crunch wrap tastes like, exactly like authentic Mexican <laughs> crunch wrap. <laughs> crunch wrap. <laughs> and everywhere in Greece you go, when they ask you where you're from, you're like, I'm Armenian. And they're like, oh, Armenian from Los Angeles. That's it. You're brothers. And it's funny. My son, his name is, my younger son's name is Nico, Nico. right? Which is the most popular name in Greece. The tension, for some reason, he would get in Greece was, because usually my older son gets more attention than my younger son. In Greece, Nico was, that's why at one point I posted Nico's the prince of Mikono, because, um, everywhere we would go, it was just Nico, Nico. And the staff is amazing in Greece because these guys are seasonal. So they come in from March, April, or May through October, November, and they work seven days a week for that six months. Let's say they come from Athens or Crete or Cyprus, wherever. They come, they work there, and they live there. So it's a seasonal job. They work 12, 13, 14-hour shifts seven days a week until the season's over. They go back. Yeah, they go back home. Um, so it's some spring and summer until end of fall, wintertime, yeah. they're home. Yeah, September, it starts dying down. Like all the day clubs and all that, like the Namos and Scorpios and um, I forgot the other name, Prince uh, Pito uh, or whatever, some of these, it starts dying out after September. <clears throat> but, I mean. Someone's asking about how the kids did on the flight. I'll get to that. And, well, flight-wise, it was, I mean, from Armenia to Greece, it's it's a three-hour flight. But from here to Armenia, the kids did great because um, CBD. We, had, <laughs> we had, my wife had purchased these things you blow up and you put right under the feet. So, Oh, it was like a bed for them, basically. Yeah, so the seat turns into kind of a bed. For example, from, from, Armenia back to here. No, actually, we flew from Santorini to LAX. Uh, Nico slept the whole flight. He woke up when we landed in LAX. Noah slept about eight hours of it. So they did really well. Um, It was tougher on us than on the kids. The kids just slept most of the flight. Yeah, you guys are the ones that are cautious, looking, making sure they're okay, and trying to at least get some... I'm assuming you guys got four tickets. Five. Nico's um, two and a half. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mom, mom was with you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Nico had his, but both in Mikono Santorini, I had rented a car um, because you want to go through the island, and Mikono has over two hundred thousand. How was the How was the driving there? Especially with those <coughs> narrow streets, man. So I'll tell you how it is. Did you get into any car accidents? Stick shift. 
So Mykonos has 220,000 people. You know how many cab drivers they have? How many cabs? 550,000. <laughs> 31. 31 really? cab drivers? Yes. That's it? That's so it. you can't get a cab in Mykonos. So you have to rent a car. You rent a car. Now, but you want to be cautious when you rent a car because it's one-way streets. like, And some of them, it's literally one way. And then you've got but the bus drivers in, in Greece drive their bu- the bus like it's a 911 Porsche. They'll go down like that rally like at 60 miles an hour. You can't even do that in a 911 Turbo. Amazing. The bus drivers are crazy. It's running on a 911 yeah. chassis. Yeah. But so the roads are very narrow in Mykonos. And at night, it's not very bright. There aren't very many lights. So you have to be cautious not to go off the road because could be you could go down like a take a swim s- uh, cliff there's no boundaries there's no it's conc- straight up mountain no concrete it's a what's a no barrier, nothing. Yeah. it's a volcanic island you go right? you go it's a volcanic island santorini at least has like a two three foot Barriers. protective barrier nikonos doesn't have that so if you're not cautious you'll just and and you'll see Vespas or you know not Vespas but mopeds or uh, that's not Turin, that's not Mykonos. Baba, whatever, that's a oh that's yeah that's that's downtown Mykonos. So uh, you'll see <laughs> mopeds and like small cars like they crashed and just they just leave it on the street. <laughs> what do you mean they leave? They just <laughs> it's just on the there? street. Yeah, no one's gonna do anything about it. Just let it stay. It just stays there. But you know, Namos is the. Mykonos is the number one party island in the world, beyond Ibiza, beyond anywhere else. Definitely. And Namos is still like the it club. You've got, you know, 20, 30, 50 million dollar yachts parked there that come and party at Namos. It's 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 fucking amazing. Best. Glad I didn't sell my condo across (laughs) the street from there. Best seafood you can have anywhere in the world, and and actually the best seafood we had. Thanks to Ani Simonia, she referred us to Hovik's restaurant in Athens called... Uh, Hovik, Armenian guy owns it. Hovik, who moved there in 1986. Oh, and that's now awesome. he goes by the name Yanis. That's what the Greeks call him, not Hovanes. Best seafood we had in Greece. Oh, that's... The most amazing sweet. squid and calamari I've ever had in my life. Oh, man. Why'd you have to say that, and, one, The Calamari, and, don't say it. You know? <laughs> no. And, and the fish, I mean... How's the Branzino there? Best. They call it sea bass. They bring it. It's caught right from the ocean, like right there in front of you. They bring it. They're like, which one do you want? Like, oh, let me get the two kilo one, you know, the one and a half kilo. And it's all market value there. No. Well, yeah. It's On average, you're paying for sea bass. For example, I buy Branzino here, which comes from Greece. Actually, I buy it from Papa's. Mm -hmm. I pay seventeen, eighteen dollars a pound. Okay. Over there, the sea bass at the restaurant, you're paying ninety euros a kilo. Ninety so euros a kilo instead of seventeen pounds here, seventeen dollars a pound here. Yes. So sometimes, for example, at Namos we had fish. Just the fish was three hundred sixty euros. Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> That's not including drinks, no, sides. No, just the fish, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's my Mykonos wife is like, is, yeah, I love seafood. I, do, I, I love seafood Mykonos too. Mykonos is extremely expensive, but... That's why Armon's not a financial advisor. Yes. You are. But Santor, Santor, 
and Santorini, you guys, I mean, you can Google it. It has the most beautiful sunset in the world. Especially when you take the sunset tour. It, it just looks like the sun is sinking right into the ocean in front of you. It's like a Cirque du Soleil show. Unbelievable. I mean, you've never seen anything. I'll show you guys a video of it. It's you've sh- I think you shared pictures with us. Yeah, it's got the most amazing sunset in the yes, world. I'll, send, I'll show you I'll show you some, uh, video, some images if you guys want to. This is basically what it looks like, I'm assuming. The sunset? Sunset looks more like this. Because they're both volcanic. No, no, that's nothing, no. I even did a time-lapse video of the sunset over there. It's out of this Let's world. Let's this. Sunset. So something like this, basically. Mm. No, it doesn't do justice, it does it? It doesn't do justice. It doesn't right. do justice. It doesn't do justice. Because it just looks like it's... Have you guys seen the show O or, or Le Rev where like one of those circular things just goes down the pool and just disappears? That's just how it looks like when you're there. It looks like it's basically di- it's dipping into the ocean. Yeah, it just dips and then boop, it's gone. Within seconds, it disappears. Gre- Gre- again, because of the connection I have with just the Greek culture, music, to me, Greece is my favorite place in the world. It's so if someone were to give you a round-trip vacation for you and your family, and they said Armenia, and they said Greece. I'm assuming you're taking Greece. If it's vacation, yes. If it's for a purpose, no, Armenia. Yeah. No, of course. We, we kind of... Because Armenia, look, I didn't really vacation in Armenia because it's it's so tough. I haven't been there in 30 years. So People I'm trying to, to juggle between seeing family. And so my Greece was the vacation Hungary. from Armenia. Yes. Because you're trying to juggle your time between family and destinations and your kids and everything. So it, it three weeks I was there, it just it, it flew by. Plus we had two christenings and a wedding and Well John hasn't seen uh all or Lorev, but he's heard it from his gay friends. He's heard about his gay Levick wants to know what car you rented in um, Greece. The the one in Mykonos was a uh I forget the brand. It was a Greek Asia. brand. It's kind of like a mini mini minivan, seven passenger manual transmission. The w- the the one I rented in Santorini was a VW. Was it one of uh, was it one of these? Oh, that's a Mercedes. Yeah, in in Santorini it was a VW, like a small minivan again, seven passenger manual transmission. Which um, so you honed your skins on well, the you, manual you, transmission. You gotta be. You gotta be. Again, because some of the streets, you go up, it's literally like this. That's insane. Yeah. It was an actual Greek car, you said? Are you sure Greece makes cars, bro? From what I heard, they don't work out <laughs> much. Yeah. Right. I think it was that one. Go that? No, that was the VW. That's a Nissan. Yeah. That's but a Mercedes. That's a VW. That's the car we had in Santorini. This one VW. Right here. Anyways, yeah, uh, I was trying to find it so I could put it on the screen for you guys, but eh. I mean, there's the Greek salad at that Armenian guy's so restaurant. So Setron, the name of the car is Setron. That's your friend Telman said it right. Is that what Telman it was, Telman? Setron. Yeah. Which is not. It I'm was sure Telma- it's not Telman's Greek. first time. I mean, he 
He loved Greece. Centron is what is that? France? Was it? Who makes Centron? I don't know. France or it's a European brand. Uh, I and, know. And Athens, even Athens, we were staying right at the center, like the Harapadak of Athens. Or do you want me to spell it? I got it. I got it. I got it. Right. I, so like even in Athens, you know, yeah, you just. So this is what it was. This is what you guys yeah. went to basically. You're out at night. There's somebody playing live music, Greek music. There, there's just it's just. See, there's none of that speeding cars. There's none of that, like, you're not, that anxiety, that tension. There's there's none of that in Greece for me. Armenia, there's that constant tension, which I didn't like. It's like you're about to get run over, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the French car, yeah. And the number of people that... That was a lucky guess, people. The the, the percentage of people that smoke in Armenia, man. I Ah, mean, if these guys would just quit smoking... And if that money was allocated to the military, we would probably have the fourth largest military in the world. I wouldn't go like, that far, I'm not kidding you. So you're telling me they they could be as strong as the Taliban in Afghanistan yes. today? <laughs> yes, if they quit smoking. <laughs> Everybody was smoking, man. Like it's we, like the, isn't that like that joke where that that uh, that guy goes, uh, "How many how many cigarettes do you smoke?" He goes, "I smoke about a pack or two a day." How many, you know how many how much that calculates in the past ten years? You could have bought a Ferrari by now. He goes, "Do you smoke?" He goes, "No." He goes, "Where's your fucking Where's your Ferrari?" <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Like, uh, I don't oh know. Gre- Gre- Greece is. I don't know about that one, John. For, that's weird, bro. For example, my brother was in Italy, Paris, Armenia, and Greece. He says the food in Greece is different by far. Italy, even JJ. Food in Italy is crap. You get better food at Olive Garden. Oh, jeez. And Olive Garden is like microwave pasta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Mexican. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> Mexican taco, but I don't know. Greece is a country you got to see. And, and and keep in mind, there's... See, we, we just... We just yeah, I actually like Olive Garden. I got to admit, that salad's bomb. The salad's bomb. bomb, yeah. And there's soup. Yeah, they have yeah, that the soup. The, what is it? Miles? The sausage mid- soup. Uh, bro, I've... Disgusting, Not bro. Now. I don't know how the hell you guys eat Olive Garden. So yeah, salad's bomb. I don't care what you say. Okay, so keep this in mind, it's guys. Fucking salad, bro. You can't it's screw up on a salad. Everybody that goes to Greece usually goes to Athens, Mykonos, Santorini. Correct. Right? Three places. Now, once in your lifetime, you have to go to those places, obviously. But out of those three, Santorini would be the top. Well, Santorini is very romantic. You know, it's it's all on cliffside and all that. And there's this place called uh, 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 Abudi. Or Adubi Port. There's nothing like it in the world. I mean, you're just sitting there, the water's right there. Just restaurants stacked. And actually, the the freshest seafood, the liveliness. I mean, I'll show you guys a video. It's like you, you don't want to leave. You don't want to go home. Yeah. And Episode four hundred is gonna be in. You Greece got the most beautiful <laughs> sunset while you're having the most amazing seafood, and and everywhere I'd go, a lot of places wouldn't play Greek music. I'd be like. Where's the fucking Greek music? Why are you playing Christina Aguilera, man? I'm not. <laughs> I I'm just not left that bitch. You want to yeah. be with me? This is what I'm But then, you know, Greece has thousand plus islands. You can go to Crete, you can go to Paros, you can go to Lefkada, you can go to Cyprus, you can go to. You name it. On, you know who else was in Greece? Jason Voskanian, who was on the uh, ship operator. Oh, really? Ship I know. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I saw Jason. him. I thought he was. Jason called me. He's like, 
I, let's go out for drinks. I'm in Armenia. I'm like, where are you? He's like, I'm coming back from Lori or Lori, huh? Uh-huh. I'm like, when? He's like, Sunday. I'm like, well, Sunday. I'm going to Greece. I'm going to Greece. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm going to Greece too. Where? Shit. He's like, I'm going to Pados. I'm like, no, I'm going to Santorini. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez, man. That's an interesting guy, man. That was yeah, a very yeah. interesting yeah, man. Definitely, definitely. Oh, um, it's uh you guys gotta check out Greece. Greece is. I'm saying. Telman, how Telman's been to Jamaica with me? He's been to Cancun. We've been to Puerto Vallarta together. We've been to. What else have you gone together? Uh, we went to Vodespa uh, one time in the you know. Oh, uh, best hotel. How how would you compare? How would you compare <laughs> this, the Aegean Sea to the Caribbean? I mean. He was. Yeah, he, I, he I, was haven't, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't been there, so I can't. I can't speak for it. I'm sure Telman is gonna speak very highly of it. I'm. I'm. I'm patiently waiting for my son to hit, turn one. To hit puberty. To, <laughs> no, oh, Jesus Christ! I'll, I'll probably. It sounded I, like he. Eli and I, today, and I will you know? go crazy if we don't. If we don't go anywhere next year, literally, it's. Uh, you have to, but you can't wait. No, no, no. We have to. We have to wait for him to be the, one the before kid. we go out, because obviously, for travel purposes, just having a one-year-old with you rather than a eight rather than an eight-month-old, nine-month-old is much, much more difficult. No. I would say eight months is maybe even easier. Up at oh man. One one year old up at they eat like look at my Eileen, bro. My Eileen goes crazy. Your Eileen's for f- not one year old. No, bro. no, no. But my my Eileen to travel with her even at a younger age it'll be easy. And I know for a fact my Alex is gonna be as easy because uh, they're very they're they're chill kids, bro. Like my Eileen, See, for example. What he said. Something about the water, just amazing. Yeah, something about the water. Like and Telmon's a difficult young man to yeah. please. Like when he talks about <laughs> when he talks about seafood and fish and all that stuff, like my Eileen goes crazy for fish, bro. I mean, we go to we go to a restaurant to eat. The first thing she says is "Zukika, I want fish." I have to force my kids to eat that. And and steak, bro. And she likes her steak. Yeah, my kids love steak. Yeah, like when I cook steak, I don't dry it out and I give it to her, bro. She she loves it. See, I have one kid that she won't. If there's any like hints of blood, she won't touch it. Water, my older one. <laughs> Water. What? Anyways, all uh, right, guys. Ten thirty. Anything else? Three hours in. Barakalo. It was a good. It was a good show. It was a good. It was, it was a good episode. Two hundred. Two hundred. It was amazing. We touched on Armenia. We touched on your trip. We touched on. Uh, we had stop two touching, callers. Bro. We had two callers. We touched. Yeah, we touched each other. What do you think happens underneath this table? Are we, we going to Taco Bell afterwards? Or? <laughs> no, 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 no. Olive Garden. No, no, no. I almost, I, I almost I, did it. I hear they have amazing brands. You know, tacos. Oh, of course. Horse meat. <laughs> it's horse meat. Uh, uh, let uh, me get the Branzino tacos, please. <laughs> Two combos. Wrong one, Ed. Ed, oh, you, like you, you, Ed you lost oh, your touch. I'm gonna, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to mix these these uh, sounds up. up. No, don't do it, bro. I'm trying and to learn this shit. We're going to do Russian roulette. One of them <laughs> is going to be a, a woman very loudly orgasming. And I want to see. It. I want to see which one you're going to push. Well, shit, I'll push that one all the time. What are you Ma- talking Matt about? had a question. I forgot to end. Uh, tall Armenian? Yeah, Where has yeah, yeah. Matt been? I have, we haven't seen our executive producer for a while. He's, he's uh, backpacking across. I don't see it. Tajikistan. He had a question I forgot to answer. Matt? 
it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I saw oh. Matt earlier too. What is oh. this? Where is it? Where is it? Malta was. What does it? What does Arbon think of? Demis Rosas. Oh, Demis Rusos. <clears throat> That's a different style of Greek music, Demis Rusos. Um, that was more like it's commercialized. No, no, no. It's not about commercialized. I mean, everybody's commercialized at this point. You you look at, for example, Nico Verti, Yanis Putarjo, all these guys. They're technically Vasilis. They're all commercialized. But Demis Russo had a. <coughs> he was kind of like, almost like the Julio Iglesias of Greece. Mm. His songs were different. His voice, you know, that pitch he had was was the the tone was different. Um, so. Do I listen to him once in a while? I will. But the type of Greek music I like, if if, if you guys are interested, you can reach out to me. I'll... Uh, Interesting. Isn't Demis Roussos Egyptian? I don't know. I don't know where he, he, he was born or what his nationality is, but he, he sang Greek music. You guys should all uh, try to follow Armon's music, which is probably <laughs> even better. <laughs> yeah. This guy's like a prude whore when it comes to his music. So I'm going to share this with you guys, and then uh, we'll call it a show. This is Demis Roussos as far as... Uh, Where is he from? from? He's from Egypt. Egypt, He's yeah. born in Egypt. There you go. Um, again, being being born somewhere and being <coughs> nationality is different, but Demis Roussos is, you know, he is Greek. He's Greek. He's Greek, but he was born in Egypt. He's a Greek singer. Um, earlier life, raised in <coughs> Egypt in a Greek family. So no, he's a Greek... Born, Born in, in Egypt. From Egypt. Uh, simple as that. Guys, episode 200 wrapped up in the books. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you so much. You want to go with the music? Cheers. Uh, thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you to our executive producer, Matt. <laughs> um, couldn't do it without you. Couldn't do it without you. Um, what does Matt do here? Matt's been on PTO. Yeah, he's been on thing. He's been on uh, paternity leave. <laughs> Uh, thank you for your love. Thank you for your support, guys. Every single one of you. We love all of you. Whether you like us, whether you hate us, doesn't really matter. But uh, what is it? <laughs> John? <laughs> uh, again, I, I mean, we're we're lost for words at this at this point as well. We're episode two hundred. Next week we'll be back for two hundred one. We've got a lineup of guests for uh, September and October, and my phone just died uh, for September and October. Um, no, it's, it's okay. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be great, great month for September and October. We you, I don't even want to mention who's gonna be on, but we have somebody from overseas who's gonna be live in the studio with us. Mm, um, interesting. Yeah. You, you guys share you guys share a name, Hopar. But I'm not gonna. Oh. That's all I'm gonna say. Everyone knows now. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, everybody, Cheers, have guys. a great week. Salute. Have a great weekend. Thank we'll you. see you next Thank week. Thank you for all your support. Yasu, Barakalo. Cheers, guys.